0: Hey, what's up?
1: Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November twentieth. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Does my mic work? Yes. Yes. It, it you, works, Spencer. You? You? Okay. What's up, guys?
0: What I miss? Um, I'm just giving the the quick agenda for the for
2: the show today. So, Longevron released some news today that we actually broke on Benzinga Pro. <laughs> Stock is up more than one hundred percent, Spencer. Can they do that? Should right.
0: shouldn't it be a limit up?
2: I don't know. we will we'll, we'll talk to the company. We'll figure it out. All right. Um then at twelve twenty, we've got uh, Jerry from the Eats podcast joining the joining the show. So, <sighs> That should be fun. Always good to get other podcasters on the show. I you need know. to eat is what I need to do. All right, go go eat. Wow, well, nah, no I can't baby. leave. It's can some, a, I'm having
0: too much fun.
2: You can take a break. Come on. You were just live for a while. Um, and then after uh, Jerry from the Eats podcast, we will get into our guest chart challenge as well as potentially some trades from the chat.
0: Don't we have trivia? Did you skip trivia? Oh,
2: I did not skip trivia. Trivia at 1 p.m.
0: Trivia at 1 p.m. Guys, trivia is back on the menu. Okay. You asked, we delivered. You said you want trivia. We said, okay, you get trivia. Trivia's back on the menu starting today, every Thursday, forever.
2: Yep. So real quick, Spencer, we're going to start with some of our top headlines of the day. Uh, As we round out this earnings season, we had a few big companies report yesterday afternoon and this morning. Um, Let me go ahead and get my Benzinga Pro pulled up. I'm sure you guys in the chat can guess which stocks we are talking about that would be Alibaba this morning. Ticker B A B A. The stock. Whoa, this is not the right branding. Let's uh, let's fix oh. that. Let's fix, fix that. that.
0: Benzing a live branding. Oh god.
2: There we go. Um, so Alibaba, we talked about it yesterday with Gareth Soloway on, on the show as well as Nvidia. So Baba, you know, did not have a great earnings report. Spencer, the uh, estimate was one ninety three. The EPS came in at one seventy four sales were estimated at 32 billion came in at 31 billion uh, and as a result alibaba's down about 10% today 9% right now right at the 146 level uh, what's interesting to me here spencer is if you go look at the chart on a on a daily chart um, yeah. you can see baba's just in this horrendous downtrend since it topped out at about 310 Almost exactly a year ago, around last October, last November, and the stock has just come all the way down right when it hit 140. I think it got down to about 139. It bounced from 140 uh, all the way to around 180. So it took a $40 run from 140 to 180. Now, of course, off the bad earnings, uh, the stock's coming back down 146. So I'm going to sit on the sideline, Spencer, and wait. And if we hit this 139, 140 level again, um, then I think we could see kind of a double bottom reversal pattern and start coming back up. So I'm going to be a buyer at, at Baba at 140, uh, 139.
0: Wow. Look at you sticking your neck out on, on Alibaba. Hey, just for fun, can you pull up JD today?
2: Yeah, JD. I, I was going to talk about that next. Uh, yeah. So JD Wait,
0: of- can Wait, you, can you pull them up together? Can you just compare? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I just want to see JD. Versus-
2: so yeah, I mean, out of the uh, the Chinese names right now, JD is showing a lot of strength compared to Baba. Especially if we zoom in, we can see how these uh, charts diverge in the last two months or so. So starting right here in September or, or early September, late August, uh, Baba, you know, continued the downtrend while JD seemed to reverse. So JD went from, uh. Oh, I can't see the actual price right here, just percentage. But either way, JD had good earnings and is moving up. Baba had bad earnings, moving down. So, uh let me know in the chat if you played Baba earnings as at all. I actually uh Spencer had a YOLO uh call out there for Baba uh, into earnings because uh, I was kind of doing like my my contrarian uh, trade everyone everyone was buying baba puts expecting a bad report so i thought oh hey maybe uh maybe the opposite will happen of what we're expecting kind of the same thing with nvidia a lot of people were buying uh nvidia puts gareth Solway on the show mm-hmm. yesterday was talking about how he was short nvidia that it had just made too much of a run and i saw everyone talking about nvidia puts into earnings i was like mm-hmm. hey you know what i I'm, so, so I had a, a YOLO call on on Nvidia and Baba. Obviously the Baba one did not go well. The Nvidia call did go well, so they kind of just balanced each other out. So pretty eh, I don't I don't need claps for Wait, it. Wait, on the
0: Baba thing, uh, you said you'd buy it at 140. Yep. Where would you sell it? Um like on the da- like like assuming it goes against you.
2: Oh, you're saying like a stop loss type thing? Mhm. Well, here mm-hmm. let's let's pull back up the Baba chart and I'll I'll, I'll show you. So I mean, if if we get to that 139 level, and I buy, and we don't see, it and we see the downtrend continue. I mean, we have to go Mike, all
0: get rid of the second bubble just so we can see the prices. Hold on, no, just... just
2: yeah, there you go. There just hit the go. X. Well, I'm gonna need to refresh this.
3: No, you're fine.
2: So that's a good question, Spencer. I I, I think we we should...
0: So, Sophia says 138.
2: 138 should be my buy level. Your cell level. Oh, my cell level. Yeah, because so I think I think that's what she's saying. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I essentially agree with that. If because going back, it looks like our next support level would be down here at 129, 130. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if we don't bounce off that 139 level, then we'll have a ways to fall. We'll have about 10 more dollars to fall. And I think we'll be able to to tell pretty quickly, are we getting that reverse or is it going to blow through that support level of 140 and continue to move lower? Um, but yeah, I mean, if I buy at 140 or 139, set a stop loss at 138, whatever it is, knowing that if it continues to go down, it will go to 130. That then maybe that will be my next buy level uh, at 130. But
0: um, yeah, Spencer, this, this. Wait, so to recap, you're gonna buy at 140, sell at 138, buy at 130, yeah, sell at 128. <laughs>
2: If if I buy at one thirty, it's a
0: prudent strategy. If
2: I if I buy at one thirty and it continues to move down, then I'm looking. Then we're looking at eighty seven dollars. The next eighty seven. Yep, that's my next buy. Dear
0: Lord, man. All right. good luck with that um hey i see our first guest here lurking in the background um should we bring her on or, or do we have a couple more things you wanted to get to first?
2: Uh, um, the only other thing that i wanted to touch on real quick was of course we mentioned the nvidia earnings, spencer i know you guys covered this this morning and yeah. oh. where, where is it right now what, uh it's where are we? 322
0: 323 about Did you pull up an interday i'm just yeah. curious how uh let's
2: take a look at the 15 minute uh so yeah i mean we we, we can see here
0: that uh we open let's see where's where's the open you mind if i pull up my charts are a little easier to see sure I, I i just i like the white background good feedback it just it's just like a personal preference to me i like the white background all right 15 minute chart i've got some bigger font okay oh we did stop coming up for a second <laughs> okay <laughs> i was wondering when so we stopped going up at uh, the what the nine forty five here today.
2: Is yeah, that... so Nvidia is closing in on becoming the next trillion dollar company. Currently, about an eight hundred billion dollar market cap for Nvidia. Um, I mean, I, I think this stock's got it all, Spencer. Right? They they sell every chip they produce.
0: They've got the Omniverse,
2: man. They exactly. They've got every everything you could want right now in a stock, whether it's EV, self driving, robotics, metaverse, gaming crypto the list goes on and on so you know i i don't know i i still hold shares of nvidia in my long portfolio i see no reason to sell that's one that i'm hoping to just hold forever um and and yeah let let us know they do
0: biotech too i don't know if they do biotech we're gonna ask our guests if they do uh andrew Keel is, is is shaking his head at himself because he had the 320s in nvidia and he sold it yesterday um andrew as long as you made a profit don't kill yourself you know what i mean Knowing everyone broke making money, um, what's up, Raz, in the chat?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you you guys watch this show, you know Nvidia's long been my favorite stock, one that I talk about time and time again. I guess Nvidia and Baba, for that matter. So, uh, you know, fun for me to see both company, uh, both companies report earnings essentially in the same day. Uh, Let me know in the chat what you're doing with Nvidia right now. Are you staying on the sideline? Are you FOMO buying? Are you are you seeing it up ten percent right now and coming in at buying at three twenty two? Uh, you know, Garrett Soloway from In The Money Stocks yesterday was saying that if we did see this good earnings report and the stock did go up higher, he would be looking to add to his short position. Um, so I, I do think there is some something to be said there that maybe the stock has run just too much too quickly. It's up more than 40% in the last month alone. Um, so let me know. I mean, the, the contracts are expensive, Spencer. So I don't know if you're going to be willing to... Uh, to spend twenty five hundred dollars, say, on a put contract or something, even if you do think Nvidia is a little overextended here.
0: J- JDs, you, JDs, you cannot have FOMO if you made one hundred twenty two percent. Okay,
2: I don't know. I, I I hear JDs a lot of times. You I'll
0: will say, never be happy.
2: A lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, I'll close an options contract <laughs> and, and for you know a hundred percent gain, say, and then end up it ends up being oh, I could have had a thousand percent gain if you I. You will on never.
0: It's it. no way to live your life. That's going to live your life. Okay, let's bring on Vivi, the bio queen. Let's talk some biotech stocks. Uh, NVIDIA is getting into biotech, I heard. You heard? I heard that. I'd
2: be surprised if, you know, some some uh, tele, not telehealth, but I guess, like, medical technology companies aren't using NVIDIA's. But, yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Vivi on the stream. <laughs>
0: Hey, what's up, Vivi?
4: Hello, how are you guys doing?
2: Wait, Rohan, you can't see either of us. Right
0: Rohan, now. fix our screen, Rohan. Is he even over there? There he is. Jeez, <laughs> Lord, <he's a> little, <laughs> Vivi. Vivi, is it true? Is NVIDIA doing biotech now? You know I haven't
5: about?
4: heard. No, no I don't think but it's true. I saw the price target at a 350 right? The new. Something ATM like that. For... Yeah. 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 How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great, but we want to know about you and your because you're always coming coming through with winners for us. So we want to know biotech stocks, uh, anything oh new? Um, have you guys anything seen new next, this week? Have you guys, you, you, have you guys your your Twitter guys been your Twitter has been very active. I see you. You've been tweeting a lot this week.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, because I I'm on Prague and Prague it's, it's paying me really really well. So you're in Prague? Nice, yeah.
2: She talked about it last week. She was on. Yeah, oh.
4: I did. I
2: Wait, Vivi, where, where where, in California are you? Because Ra- Raz is in L.A. right now, and he's asking who's in L.A. Who
4: is in L.A.? If, like for uh, uh, Mallow? Mallow from Twitter. No, well,
2: you. Like he was like, where are you? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm in San Diego.
2: Oh. Oh, so take a quick
6: trip up to
2: up, right? If you're in San Diego, you got to go up to L.A.? That's Yes, that's how it works.
4: Yeah, he can take the train down and come have a, have a dinner with me.
1: There you Jason, go. Jason, did you hear
7: that?
0: To, uh, hop on a hop on a, a train or a bus or an Uber or something and head down to San Diego. <laughs>
2: um, oh, web, Webcoin uh, brings up a good point, Spencer. Nvidia makes the chips, the microchips that go oh. into
0: the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Vivi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some stocks here. What's so, on your radar? Here? Yeah.
4: So let me tell you guys, um, it's been bloody hell when it comes to the XBI. XBI has a little bit of a life today. Um, If you look at the chart on XBI, it's been awful in regards to the only thing that's paying everybody is it's Prague at the moment, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I uh, literally like uh, if you guys can pull it I, again. Yeah. I'm not yeah, a finance advisor, but I'll explain to you guys behind, for example, BCRX, why I think it's it's crazy cheap at these levels and why investors are not really seeing the big picture. So this is Prague. I, I think I, I, I learned it. I start talking at at a dollar sixty, and then last week in the show it's still pretty much in in a good buy price, right? I think it was in a $3 range when we talked about it. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of day traders come in. uh, Two days ago, they kind of ruined the chart a little bit. and went all the way to six, but I believe this company has tons of potential. They they have now three partnerships. Uh, They haven't announced who the partners are. But just to make it into like just to kind of summarize what they're doing is they have a two, especially a, a special delivery that takes um, really, really large molecules that usually you could only do it through through injection uh, into a form of a pill. So a good example I was talking to you guys is Humira, right? Humira is a $10 billion uh, uh, drug. Uh, per year it's a monster and what are they doing and they're doing a, a trial where they're taking Humera and putting that in a form of a pill. So imagine a big pharma taking you know their injections and 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 be able to turn them into oral um, delivery. It's gonna be even a, a bigger market share because patients do prefer having an oral pill than being you know under infusion or injection. And that leads me to um, the whole, the big picture of a BCRX. If you guys can put it up there, you know we're talking about with seventeen, uh, it went all the way to seventeen. So we, we're talking here about a company that it's is a rare disease monster in the making, just by itself with the Oradale sales. Um, uh, they're projecting to be between five hundred million to seven hundred fifty million. Uh, dollar yearly sales for this drug alone, without the oral factor D into consideration, so that would have put us in a three billion dollar market cap, and we're right now at a two billion dollar market cap. So Olerdale alone is going to bring between five hundred million to um, seven hundred fifty million. So right there alone, it doesn't deserve eleven fifty eight just on itself, just that Olerdale, the, the approved drug. And it's starting coming down because they were expecting a 70 million for the third quarter of launch and they got 38 million, which is it was the, the, the goals were like crazy, but they still are targeting to become a 500 million a year drug now you added the factor d pipeline you know where is a pipeline that right now at the moment it only have a, a infusion you know in a form of infusion uh with alexion that got bought out by astrazeneca for 39 billion uh they're coming up with the oral d and the differences from pnh oral d to pnh infusion is not only you having infusion eight weeks but you still need transfusion Patients still need transfusion, BCRX so far, uh, after following them up almost a year, none of the patients needed transfusion, blood transfusion at all, and it's in the form of a pill. So this is going to be a huge company, huge. I yeah, still- yeah,
0: but, but, but what is the next, I, I know you're, you're, you're still bullish, which is great, but what is the, the next catalyst here?
4: So the, yeah, so that's why I think it's staying there because the next catalyst is not going to come into earnings, Right it's going to be next earning february 5th so i think it's going to stay here it's going to you know stay consolidating between 11 and 12 until we have the next catalyst. and so i think what people are, are impatient is uh, because um, factor d we're not going to have a, uh, we're not going to have a data until 2022 charts are taking advantage. But for me is, you know, when the people say uh, that uh, that money makes no money, right? It's not a uh, It's not a stock I swing. It's a stock that I put mm-hmm. it away when I make money profiting from my swings or my day trades, I put it towards there and I just set and forget it because I know what I'm holding and I know what's going to be in three to four years. So yeah. So if you're looking for a quick swing, this is not the company for you. But if you're looking at to hold and get rich from it, that's a kind of a company for you. So I would not suggest you to buy and hold. For I love it. I you love it. Different
0: win. stocks for different people. It's not, you know, not every stock is right for you, even if you're bullish or bearish, right? Um,
4: yeah, I mean, and, and like, I, I would not particularly just swing the stock. For me, literally, like I'll accumulate. This is kind of a stock that I accumulate that I have a high conviction that I know it's going to be $100 right. a share one day. So, but you just have to be patient. So, uh, it's, it's not going to be a swing stock for sure. Now they, talking they, about swing stock, uh, go ahead. Yeah,
0: no, I was going <laughs> to ask you some stocks from the chat, but finish what's on your list first.
4: No, I was going to tell you guys, AT&F finally had a sign of, uh, it got beaten down because a spec was gonna merge with them, and th- that didn't happen. So they have a frozen. Um, they have a. a, a there's a, a frozen. Sh- frozen shoulder. It's gonna be a drug for frozen shoulder and uh, they're um reporting data uh, the management is amazing uh and also uh the the data looks very promising so they're announcing data uh, december 1st so uh talking about swing you know a three to six month swing that would be a good company to swing so i'm swinging here i feel like the potential of this company it's massive so so you're you're, uh, you're
0: betting on the data being good
4: Yes, I'm betting on yeah. the data being okay. good. And then okay. talking about another data that I'm betting it's being good that I talked to you guys about is CKPT, right? CKPT um, had a really, really good, um, they blind Pretty much almost half of the patients. I I start talking about this draw when it was two, I added a two eighty, and that's when I start talking to you guys about it. Uh, the toots added a two ninety. so they are unblinding the data, it's supposed to report in December, but just to you guys to look at in perspective. So they need to unblind, if I don't remember, it's either 36 or 41 patients, but from the calculations to get 36% overall response rate. They only need to see efficacy in six out of those patients. I like the odds here. Six out of the 36 or 41 patients that need to be unblind need to see um, F, you know, need to see um, responses. So we need uh, 36% overall response rates. Right now we're like 51. So that's why the calculation is how many patients do we need to unblind to be able to see 36? Does that make sense?
0: It's not a lot.
4: No. But do you know what I mean? Does it make sense what I'm talking about? Like right now, they're 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 having half of the patients on blind at a fifty-one, and then you, yeah, you, you know what, blind.
0: What, what? While we're on it, why don't you explain the blind and double blind study thing?
4: So, so what happened is a, a lot of times in oncology drugs, they will see, they will look it at, you know, they will give pre- preliminary data. Because, you know, these patients, usually the patients that we're looking here, the patients that um, how oncology does, because it's it's compassion use, you cannot do oncology drugs against placebo. Right. So you have these patients are dying and there's an urgency. It's not like doing a nasal spray to trying to find efficacy. So the first indication is always the worst indication, because they're trying that patient that you try everything. You know, they're trying that patient that it's like third, fourth line. And we're finally trying, you know, because these patients are progressing and they're going to die. they usually stage four. So what do they do is they halfway of the study, they unblind part of the, the patients just to see if we are seeing progression in, in regards to overall response rate, you know, because again, we want to make sure that the, 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 these patients are running out of time. We want to make sure that the drug's actually working. So now okay. the, the last uh, unblinding un- phase, it's, it's when November, but they need to analyze data. So they should be reporting data in December. Obviously, I told everybody, I don't hold 100% of my position to phase three because phase three is the worst of all to hold. Think about it. FDA approval, PDUFA is, is better holding than F- phase three because phase three is when most of the trials fail like three out of 10 companies don't make in a phase three. So I usually, I didn't know that. Hold. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I actually didn't know that. So you make most of your money a lot in a phase one, phase two, because it, it's the it's easy to see activity in mice than it is to, to see in all humans. Right. So, that, that
0: makes sense. That makes sense.
4: yes Yeah. Obviously. Spencer, so, Spencer
2: and I can make a drug that we see, you know, results in mice.
0: Please. Right, I Anyone can get through a phase one. please yeah, It's
2: all about what you can do with humans.
4: So it's all about, so here's why BCRX, I'm so bullish. It's all about uh, uh, risk. A lot of companies go to phase two when they are not 100% guaranteed that they think they're gonna see efficacy. So they'll go to phase two to try a large pool of, of patients to finally see if they can find that efficacy. BCRX jumped from phase one to phase three, they're taking a huge risk because they saw the preliminary data on efficacy and they're confident that they're going to reach a statistical significance at phase three. So that's why a lot of companies don't jump to phase three because they're afraid that they're not going to show efficacy. So phase three is your most dangerous efficacy uh, data ever that you're going to unblind. So mm-hmm. I had a 10,000 shares of a CKPT. I unload um, 7,000. My 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 risk is 10 grand. If I lose half of it, I lost 5K. So yeah. that's why I'm holding 3,000 shares in, into this data.
0: Vivi, before we let you go, I got to ask you about Sava here. This is the never ending story. S-A-V-A. Are, you, are you still in this? What is going on? Kind of terrible. I never, I never bought
4: it, but that's you never pretty, bought, okay. It's pretty insane how um, not it? I'm almost I'm pretty much convinced that the, the system is rigged. Okay. <laughs> I I I'm convinced because think about it, A-G-E-N, just okay. to give you i z I'll go back to Sava. AGEN was a company that had a, a Pedufa December 14th. Okay. A-G-E-N had a Pedufa December 14th. And uh, everyone was super, OK, that's going to be for colon cancer again, You know, stage four. Because we usually always look for the sickest patient ever because we try everything else. And you know what happened? Ketru, Ketruda, which is a giant from Merck, got approved for the same indication four months prior. You know what the FDA decided to do? They removed the, the BLA and decided to say, we don't want to approve anymore. There's no need to approve. Because guess what? We already got Ketruda approved four months prior for the same indication. And and they squished the little guys, completely crushed them. So Sava, that was for me a perfect example of a data manipulation, like to to say that the data was wrecked. You know, this company came in, I mean, people lost thousands. Some people had like at $140 a share to them, Come back. The FDA investigates to, sh- to say that actually there was no there was no faulty on the data that there was nothing illegal that was done for them to shoot up again. Um, so I don't know what the next update. It's the FDA still behind saying that there's no there's nothing wrong with the data, right?
0: I I don't even know what's th- I don't know anymore because now the SEC wants to get involved. So I don't know which way is up.
4: That is insane. Yeah. But you know why the SEC wants to get involved probably for that short company, that short seller company that accused them from, from fabricating data. The FDA just came back and said there was no data being fabricated, you know? Right.
0: That's why I thought this was over. I thought this was
4: over. So you know what happened to Biogen? Biogen when they approved that yeah, drug, it was, it, Alzheimer's yeah, it drug, was, uh... that wasn't even that efficacious. Do you know doctors are so livid now that the reps are being prohibited to go into their office? They refuse to see reps. The, the, reps bi- are the biogen? Yeah. They, they're like, F you guys. You guys got it approved with no merit. We didn't see any efficacy on that Alzheimer's drug. Guess what? <laughs> oh, I don't want to you or anybody from your company ever come into my office again. What a mess. Not this whole situation
0: anymore. is a mess, Vivi. It's a mess.
4: So there's a lot of things for me. I believe that the system is rigged. I mean, oh. I, I do. I do believe that there, there's too much moving parts. The, the big companies scoosh down the smaller companies when there's a competition. ARDX was the biggest loss of my career. I lost 55,000. I believe that there's a, a rumor saying the, the AstraZeneca old person and now it's an AstraZeneca which was uh Sinophil, AstraZeneca was a competition for ARDX. He used to work at an FDA. There was no reason this company would not get approved. There was three trials all showing efficacy over a thousand patients and the FDA completely squished and they to this date, they haven't even told ARDX what they need. To get approved, so now they're appealing. They're like they they they're appealing their cause. So I took a loss there because I think it's going to be a huge fight between them and the FDA. But FDA has not even told them yet why they they decided not to approve the drug. So that's why biotechs are risk business. That's why I think it's easier just to, uh, you know, do do have your high convictions after, like I told you, after a, a drug is commercialized. Once you have a drug approved and is showing sales, that's when I start adding to my position because I'll you know all look right. at Sava, 140 140 down to 30 dollars. I'll on non-approved drug. I'll based on on data, you know. So. <laughs> It's, it's definitely it's, risky. It's risky. Chaos business. out there.
0: Uh, Vivi is our resident biotech expert. You can follow her on Twitter at biotech underscore. SD. Did you we get
4: some? No, do you do you get some questions? I know now it's time to go, but do you get some questions that I can maybe answer for the the next show? By the way, I'm gonna be traveling the next two weeks. So I'm gonna miss you guys. Not gonna when, be when
0: next week, next week we, we won't we won't be here anyway. So yeah, don't worry the about final that. Yeah, right.
4: gonna be in France. I, okay, Ab, just oh, write wow. that
0: write that down. You'll be in France. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm
4: going. I'm going to Cancun on Sunday with my kids for Thanksgiving, and I get back, and then I go meet my mom in Paris.
2: Oh, must be nice to be Vivy. <laughs> <be nice> Cancun <laughs> and Paris. We'll, Ab, right. we'll be here. Yeah, we'll be we'll be here in uh, Detroit. From, bi- from, um, bi- I... from
4: bikini to fur coats. There you Not go. Fur Not fur, because I, I
2: don't do fur
4: coats. Faw fur.
2: Faw fur. Faw fur. Faw fur. fur. All right. Vivi, thanks a lot, as yeah, always. If you have any biotech questions, just drop tweet, them in the chat. Yeah, drop them in the chat. Yeah, tweet them in. At... You
4: guys, and I'll try to cover those Tweet them. All
2: right. Em. All right. Bye. Bye. All right we'll we'll a see lot, you. Have fun on your vacations, Vivi. Thank Send you. us some pictures. All
0: right. Let's pivot here. Let's let's get all, uh, away from the biotech, and let's go to something. What? What? What?
2: We, we, yeah, before our next guest, just real quick, yeah. I got something to uh, address in the chat. Someone was asking about – uh Allie was asking about EVFM. Allie, I implore you to go to talk to the trading chick on Twitter about EVFM. She was in that trade for a long time and got out. Uh Maybe it's time to do the same. All right, Spencer. We'll,
0: we'll... <laughs> I don't even know that stock. So... It's, it's like a female uh, – oh, okay. I don't even know. I don't, I don't want, want to talk know about it. it. I don't right. want to know it. It's okay. female – product oh that's that's fine i I, evfm just a ticker doesn't sound terrible yeah okay uh hey let's pivot away from uh
2: vivi's in the background shaking her head saying yuck to evfm uh, as well fair (laughs) enough
0: okay let's pivot to wine but let's you know we should we should have some alcohol on this show maybe our next guest can help us out with that jeff mcfarland uh is the co-founder and ceo of wink ticker wbev just ipo'd a couple of days ago let's get jeff on the show how do we do that?
3: <laughs> there he
8: hey, is. Guys. Hey Jeff. That's you. magic.
0: <laughs> What's up? How's it going today? To
8: it's going good. It's going good. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, congrats on the IPO. Um t- tell us about uh the, the state of the business right now.
8: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're I mean, the, the state of the business uh you know, we IPO'd because we believe we have uh we are in a great position with with solid momentum. You know, we've we grew over 78% uh in 2020 uh but like Summerwater Rose, we got to get that for you guys on the show uh, and um, and Folly of the Beast. We've, we've created this portfolio of modern brands for the modern consumer, and it's growing extremely quickly. Um, you know, our wholesale business, uh, you know, this year has grown over 90 percent in the first half of the year, over 100 percent in Q3. And, uh, and and we're really just in, a, in an opportunistic stage where we've got um, you know a lot of opportunity for growth with this portfolio of brands.
0: I, I heard about Winky because you guys are not you're not a new company because you've been around for what like a decade now.'ve right. been around for a decade.
8: but in, but, but, but unlike most wine clubs, um, you know we've got our, our own winemaking team, our own product and innovation team. we, we create all of our own, brands and products, launch them digital first, and then take them out into wholesale uh, where we're growing with, you know, Walmart, Target, uh, Whole Foods, Total, uh, Trader Joe's, and really scaling the business in an online fashion.
2: Go ahead. So, so Jeff, uh, you mentioned, you know, the uh, rosé and targeting more of a a younger base. So, cause a lot of times when we think about wine, we think about, you know, uh, what our grandparents may be drinking. So, so what is the company doing to target those younger uh, demographics, uh, you know, is it through specific products? Is, is it like you mentioned going digital first or, or what's the process there?
8: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's multiple. So digital first, of course, you know, the, the next generation is, in, is, is, is connecting with products on their screens. Um, you know, connecting with products, with influencers, with celebrities, um, you know, we're, we're launching a, a, a new brand here, um, in the next, a new brand and product, uh, an organic Prosecco with a really exciting, um, celebrity we're going to announce, um, in a few weeks, and um, and then you know like the rosé, we're going into categories um, that that are you know not your parents' wine wine drinking, so not napa cabs, but you know rosé, um, organic prosecco. Um, we're launching an orange wine um, in the coming months, which is which is a really hot category. So about categories as well. So you know launching into um, canned ready to drink cocktails next year. Um, so it's really about building a platform um, of modern alcohol beverage uh, products and brands.
0: I, I'm interested. In, you sort of touched on it. Um, you you have some some retail distribution, but the the, the direct to consumer, e-commerce wine club model, how, whatever you want to call that. Um, I'm not quite sure who. I, I don't think you guys pioneered that, but that's that that's what got you guys off the ground, right? So, I, I, can you speak to a little bit about the model and like sort of like, like what it means and, and, and how important it is as opposed to the traditional dist- distribution, you know, retail wholesale model.
8: Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, we certainly didn't pioneer it. Um, you know, there, there's other companies out there like, you know, um, that, are, that are doing online wine clubs. But they've really been directed at the baby boomer, uh, you know, over 50 male demographic. Uh, and, and, and our, you know, 76 percent of our customers are under the age of 44. Uh, you know, we, we've over 60 percent of our customers are female. Uh, and so we're really targeting, uh, you know, the future wine consumer and and the digital platform uh, provides us with uh, a way to market and test our brands in a way that the alcohol industry, you know, it's just hasn't been possible. Uh, you know, typically, you know, if you're you're in the alcohol industry, you have to launch your product through their distributor because of, um, you know, the laws around alcohol in the U.S. and then and then on to a retailer and then and then wait for data to come back. And so we're able to launch products extremely quickly. And then every time we market um, online on a digital, so we're getting millions of impressions from all the online advertising that we're doing every month, and that helps uh, you know create awareness of our products. And it's just so much more efficient marketing than you know you imagine uh, you know like Corona on a on a Super Bowl commercial.
0: What what is your um, um, uh, perception of the market's reception uh, to to Wink? Uh, you know, you, you guys, I believe you downsized the IPO a little bit uh I, i'm i'm just like curious to get your take on 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 what on the initial reaction
8: yeah i mean i think you know we've got to get a lot more people to know about who we are and' know about our stock um you know i, I think uh we've got a we've got an amazing business if you look at the alcohol beverage industry um you know they're, 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 those stocks have done very well um besides us and and so we've We've um, we've got a big opportunity here, and and I think um, you know we downsized the round um, from from original. You know, we were raising opportunistic capital for for future acquisitions, um, and, and 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 you know instead we raised uh, the capital really to lean into the organic um, growth of our business, which we're really excited about. But you know now that we're we're public and out in the um, out in the market, we've we've got a big opportunity for acquisitions still. So we've been building an incredible funnel. Uh, a great team that's focused on acquisitions. And so there's huge opportunity for growth there as well. So, you know, it's certainly, we would have loved to see, um, you know, come out of the gates uh, really strong here, but we know what we've got. We know we've got a great company. And so we're just focused on, um, you know, continuing to to lean into the momentum that the actual business has. Uh, And I think you can see that in the numbers uh, that that we've shown for the last couple of years.
0: Uh, four hundred thirty thousand cases. One is what you sold last year. Um, one hundred twenty thousand members as of uh, June of this year. With regards to just the sales last year, obviously a very abnormal year. How, how normal was was that for you?
8: Yeah, you know what's what's interesting is our omnichannel approach. You know, it was it was an, a, a super amazing year for the direct consumer business. Um, but the wholesale business uh, grew at a slower pace than we normally would have, and so this year we've seen. Um, you know we're comping a, a really big year for the direct to consumer business um, but, uh, but but still still uh, you know acquiring customers and and believe that that cus- that, that business is going to um, you know that it's small today compared to what it can be and and has huge opportunity for growth but the wholesale side of the business you know is now growing as i mentioned at the beginning of the show over 90% in the first half of the year um 100 over over 100% in Q3 um, it's where 90% of the mind is uh, and you think about, you know, we're partnering with, with people like GoPuff and, and um, Drizzly and Instacart, and, and we're really bringing, uh, you know, digital through the three tier system. And so our wholesale business is, is really just growing extremely quickly because of the brands that we have. And, and we expect that that will continue uh, into the future. So we've really got a dual strategy for growth.
0: Is, is, is profitability important to you or, or not right now?
8: I mean, it's a massive market. It's a $400 billion market. We've got got really strong gross margins, um, you know, around 43% today, a a path that we believe, um, you know, leads us uh, towards 50% gross margins in the future. Uh, And so, you know, we can be profitable, but there's just such a big market and big opportunity here um, that, you know, we're going to keep, we'll probably continue to run the business, um, you know, close to break even, but, um, you know, focused on taking market share. Because our products are, are really, you know, our, our summer water is, 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 is becoming the leading and is the leading ultra premium um, domestic rosé in the United States. We've got amazing new products we're launching. And so the growth opportunity is just too big um, to focus too much on profitability today. But, but we're not one of those companies that's, that's going to lose, um, you know, double-digit EBITDA margins either. We're really focused on, on maintaining growth and, and gross margin profitability that will turn into lots of profits in the future as we achieve um, greater and greater
6: scale.
0: I'm going to throw a massive curveball at you. Uh um what it, it, could you at any point in the future accept cryptocurrency as payment?
8: It, it's certainly uh something that'd be interesting on the roadmap. Um you know, we we're, we're, we're really focused right today um you know on on the great products we're launching, uh you know, the acquisition funnel that we have uh and the growth, but but cryptocurrency on the platform is certainly something um you know that could come out in 2022.
0: <clears throat> hey that, that's all it takes to get the stock higher in this market AB. Just, <laughs> just 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 drop that little teaser uh all right uh jeff mcfarlane is the uh co-founder and he's the ceo of uh, wink wine club and uh again uh shout out to uh you guys for the ipo wbev is the ticker uh jeff uh, a pleasure to uh to, to chat with you today thanks for coming on the show and uh and, and good luck going forward
8: Thanks, Spencer. Thanks, Dave. Really nice to be here. All all right. really excited about we right. appreciate
0: it. We'll talk soon. All Thanks a lot. Uh, all right, it is twelve forty-two. We have a few minutes before we're going to bring on our next guest. Um, we got a, we had a question in the chat about our next guest, actually, and they didn't even realize that uh, Longevron was coming on the show. But uh, they are. Just wait like two more minutes, and we're going to have them on the show. So, um, in the meantime. If you could be so kind, hit that like button. We'd appreciate that. After our next interview here, we are going to take a break from the interviews and do some trivia. You asked us for some trivia. You said bring it back. Bring back trivia. We said, okay, we'll do it. Fine. So we're going to do some Tesla-themed trivia today. I have not seen the questions. He has not seen the questions. Rohan has not seen the questions. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. And um, are we giving away anything? Yeah, well, we yeah, are? of okay. course, of course, uh, you, oh, of course, okay, <laughs> of course. I, I don't well, know. We'll be
2: giving away some free Benzinga swag. We've had a few swag winners here the past couple of shows when we've been doing our guest the chart. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll do both today: some trivia and then some guest the chart. In the meantime, Spencer, do you mind pulling up your Benzinga Pro? Sincere charts are so much better looking than mine. They are.
0: They're beautiful. Uh, yeah. What should I be bringing up here?
2: Um, just a small little company. I, I don't know. They might do like fruit farming or something. Apple. Apple.
0: Okay. Someone asked about an entry point now. Yeah,
2: that's why we're bringing up the chart. Okay. Uh, a good entry point would have been ten two, years ago, two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, it looks like we're we're getting close, if not right now, new all time highs in Apple, which is. The most valuable company in the world, Microsoft, and
0: yeah, yeah, uh, uh, whatever. One, two, one. It's one or two. Yeah,
2: it's top three. Tomato, and it's not three. Um. Also, George in the chat, I see you in the chat. You you told me about the Moderna swing. I didn't do it. That's on me. Let me know if it's too late on Moderna or if you got a new one for me. All right, but let's talk some Apple real quick, Spencer. I think, you know, looking at that chart, if we see it get through this resistance level, uh, I, I think we could be running. We've got the holiday season catalyst coming up. Um, you know, do, do a little, uh, you know, DD on your own. Go to the Apple store at your local mall. Let's see if it's busy or not. I remember last year, Around holiday time, that's when I got this this beautiful Apple MacBook. Um, they had to, in the mall by my house back home, open not necessarily a second Apple store, but kind of. They, they bought another uh, spot in the mall or leased it for like an Apple Express checkout. So they had the Apple store and then this Express checkout where for people that purchased a, an item online could go straight to that Express store and pick it up. And to me, that was a very bullish sign that I saw last year. Like, oh, my God, they can't even meet demand with their own Apple store they have in the mall. They have to open up a new express shop. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this this stock is always interesting, but could get very interesting into the holiday season. Um, Spencer, would you be buying Apple here at all time highs? Y-
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so are we at are we at all time high or, or or not quite yet? Is today, all time. Can you
2: you can check what's that
0: previous candle? Yeah, no, out there, I'm right? not here. Let's. Uh, I guess we are right. Sure. Yeah, for sure, I would.
2: Right. So a lot of times, sure a would. lot of times we're hesitant to go out and buy stocks at the all time high. No. Um, but but sure. stocks are at an all time high for a reason, right? Uh, there's strength behind this comp There's strength right now. We're in an uptrend. Um, although apple has been up a lot the past two days um i want to say five percent the past two days so could we see a little pullback maybe tomorrow the next day sure uh, but do i think this stock will be higher in three months from now six months from now a year from now i do i think apple one of the best positioned companies in the world in terms of its balance sheet how much cash it has uh anytime you've got warren buffett on your side then then you should be in good hands so yeah let me know what you guys are thinking about an entry point for apple Maybe you can wait for a small pullback considering we're up 5% in the the last two days, but depending on your time horizon,
0: go ahead, buy it now. All right, The chat's getting very anxious. We see you. Jeez, Louise. We're going to get to our next guest right now. Okay. Jeff Green, the CEO, uh, Dr. Josh Hare, the chief scientific officer of Longevron. Let's get them both on the show, A.B. The chat is very restless.
2: Let's do it without further ado. I know. I care about Apple. though.
0: They don't care about Apple.
2: Jeff and Joshua, how are we doing today? Good, how are you?
5: Thank you. Doing I'm good. Time. So
2: Jeff is the CEO of, of Longev or uh Longevron,
0: am I saying that
5: right? Longevron. Yep,
2: yeah, Longevron.
5: Yeah. Longevron.
2: And Joshua, the chief scientific officer, right. correct? Yes.
0: Guys, uh, we, we, we had a headline this morning on Benzinger Pro. Uh we broke at 7 30 uh, AM. Uh we reported that the you guys got uh approval from the FDA. Um uh, for tell us what tell us what the FDA said this morning.
5: Sure, just uh, thanks for having us on. And to clarify, we got approval for designation of what's called rare pediatric disease for one of our clinical stage programs. And so the FDA has granted us a regulatory designation that comes with uh, benefits. And so uh, it's uh, essentially a designation that acknowledges that we are developing a product that's intended to treat a very rare condition uh, that affects children under the age of 18 and typically uh, less than 200,000 patients uh, per year. So in our case, we quali- we applied for and qualified for that designation and that designation confers certain benefits uh, in-, in the event that the company is able to get FDA approval for the product and those benefits it... kick in after approval.
2: So is, is this similar or the same thing as, as an orphan drug uh, designation?
5: it's it's not it's not the same uh, the orphan drug designation has similar qualification requirements but confers a different set of benefits um, in this case it's uh, orphan drug can be any age group as long as it falls under a two hundred thousand pre- prevalent to two hundred thousand patients per year in this case this it's the same uh, qualifications but only in children so under the age of 18
0: so what what comes next here you've got You've got a phase two trial underway, correct?
5: That is correct. We completed a phase one trial um, uh, late last year, uh, announced those results earlier this year, and then immediately launched into the phase two trial, which is currently ongoing.
0: Uh, do you have an estimate for when we when we may see results from that?
5: Yeah. So, so that trial started enrolling in July of this year. Um, it's a it target target. Enrollment of about 38 children. Uh, we have five centers up and running across the country, some very prestigious children's hospitals around the country. And uh, we we need to fully enroll that program throughout uh, the remainder of this year and, and throughout next year. And then after that, we'll see the data sometime uh, in 2023 or 2024.
0: 23 or 24 from the phase two. Correct. Then we have to get to the phase three after that. So we're talking yeah, right. If all goes well. Right. And then we have, then if all goes well there, we we, we have to get approval. So we're talking about what, like a five, six year timeline here.
5: So the rare pediatric disease designation is, is intended to provide incentive for sponsors to really push through with the development program, because these are such rare conditions. There's often not the incentive there for companies to go after these indications. So, the FDA has given us that incentive by sort of dangling some some benefits that will accrue to us potentially if we get approval. So, um, you know, this this is a passion for Longevron. We've been working on this for several years, um, and we're really excited about, you know, the progress of the phase two. And so, you know, we're hopeful that with with our progress and our dedication and these incentives, we're going to move this program along as quickly as we can.
0: Dr. Hare can you elaborate a little bit more on on on, how, on the disease and 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 how this drug is supposed to work?
6: <clears throat> yes, absolutely. This is one of the most uh, serious cardiac conditions uh, that exists. It, uh, it it's congenital, which means that uh, babies are born with this condition. Now, normally the heart has uh, two chambers, a left and a right side. Well, It's a four-chambered heart, but it has two pumping changer, chambers. These babies are born in essence, without the left-sided chamber. So they're born without the ability to pump blood to their body. And as you can imagine, this is, um, is uh, you can't live like that. So about 30 years ago, surgeons figured out how to reconfigure that right ventricle into the left ventricle. Now, the problem is even with those surgeries that, that we're now able to do, babies still have a very high rate of death or need for heart transplant. So our our idea is we add the stem cells into one of the surgical procedures to boost the heart and have other benefits on the, on the the entire body of the baby. And the goal is to improve the recovery from the surgery, improve the heart function, and through other benefits, improve the overall health of the children and allow them to live longer, healthier lives hopefully free of uh,
2: heart transplantation. Uh, so, so Dr. Hare, <clears throat> in the pipeline for longevron, there's a, a lot of drugs that are more, uh, let's say aimed at, at older patients for age frailty, for uh, you know Alzheimer's. So h- how did this drug come about that's you know aimed at such a much more younger demographic?
6: At, yeah, the, the, root, the roots of using these types of cells, the lone cell B, in, uh, in babies has, it, has its roots in the entire field of regenerative medicine going back uh, 20 years. And we're very uh, gratified that the community of pediatric surgeons has embraced this concept that they need to do more for the children than just um, uh, the surgeries. So we, we have partnered with uh, Dr. Sanjay Kushal, who's the head of pediatric cardiac surgery at Lurie Children's Hospital for years and years now, on this project, doing experiments in the laboratory and uh, doing early stage studies. So again, this is this is born out of the need of the uh, heart transplant surgeons who focus on children, the pediatric heart transplant surgeons, to want to do more for their uh, their children, uh, for these kids. And working with Dr. Kashal we've completed the phase one study that led to the phase two study we're doing now, and in that. Uh, in that study, the the procedure was very well tolerated. When uh, Dr. Kushal and his team injected the the cell product,
0: he's a busy man
6: into the um, into the babies' hearts at the time of surgery, they tolerated it very well, <clears throat> and the babies went on to grow like normal children. in, in the year after they had uh, had the procedure, and there were other. Uh, positives that came out of the safety evaluation of the children. So that prompted so, us to go on to this multi-center phase two trial now, which is now ju- and uh, coupled with this designation we just received.
2: Right. So, yeah. so even though uh, a lot of drugs in the pipeline, like I said, are more aimed at an older audience, you're saying that the the underlying uh, cell therapy is actually pretty similar between the two drugs.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: I, but, Almost those lines, so, though, you know, as the PR said this morning, uh, we're talking about a, a disease that affects, you know, a thousand babies a year. Are there other use cases here, maybe outside the heart?
5: Well, I mean, I think, you know, the, the lead product that we're developing in the clinic is being tested um, across a handful of indications. So we okay. believe, yes, there there are several other indications that this could be useful for in the case of this pediatric, you brought up a good point. So we, we um, focused the company initially around chronic aging-related diseases and disorders. Along the way, as an opportunistic company, we entered into this pilot program in children. It was at the request of, of Dr. Cashal at, at the time, it was at the University of Maryland. And so we did the phase one trial, but in the background, you know, Lomas LB was continually being tested for aging frailty, the metabolic syndrome, Alzheimer's disease, and other indications, and so um, as we as as the pediatric program um, evolved, uh, the NHLBI, the National Institutes of Health NHLBI, got involved and uh, agreed to fund the phase two research, and so we have to you know we have to thank them uh, for that, and uh, which enabled this program to continue forward. Um, so, yes, so, so we think there there could be many uses for loma cell B, and, and that's why we're in clinical studies for these indications.
0: Will you need to raise money to fund this phase two and hopefully eventually phase three trials?
5: Well, as, as I think everyone knows, the uh, drug development process can can get expensive because trials are, are not cheap. That's why these incentives exist by the FDA. So we know you have to raise money. We know you have to invest in these um, so we're going to give you these these financial incentives to do this. So um, we, we uh, went public this year. We raised a significant amount of money. We've got a strong balance sheet. Uh, but getting any of, any of these programs uh, across the finish line uh, would likely result in additional financing being uh, needed for the company.
0: Uh, and then we have a question from our chat here about the possibility of any joint ventures. Is that on the table at all?
5: The, you know, the companies would always be open to exploring a joint venture that could, you know, increase the value of the asset. It could move it along faster. It could be placed in a situation where a partner could help expand it geographically into other territories. Uh, So so we're always open to that kind of um, discussion.
2: Okay. I got one more question for Dr. Hare. Uh Dr. Hare, what what's the timeline like? I mean, we've been we've been hearing about stem cell research for ten years now. What, what do you more think? The, that. What do you think the timeline is for uh, you know stem cell being a, a common uh, treatment in the medical field?
6: There's tremendous enthusiasm for uh, cell based therapy uh, right now. There are already approvals uh, around the world. Um, uh, Products are approved in, in Europe, Canada, um, Japan, a very, a very big market. Um, it's, you know, it's very hard to predict uh, the timeline for the uh, US Food and Drug Administration, um, but we're at, um, I think we're, um, uh, I see that, I believe there's light at the end of the tunnel right now. Phase, phase three trials are being conducted. Our program is, has moved along of extremely nicely this year with the completion of three trials that we had uh, started before going public, including the results of a large phase two b study of 150 patients that showed a positive dose response curve analysis. And so I think that the, um, we're getting there. There's light, at the, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There are new approaches. There's a a tremendous accumulating data, and as I said, most importantly, we see approvals already in other in other major markets, which I think heralds very importantly of um, what could happen in the United States in the very in the very short time horizon.
2: I guess my one follow-up question to that would be: Does it seem like in other countries, um, maybe they're able to experiment a little further? Like, is the FDA more strict uh, here? than other regulatory uh, agencies across the world?
5: You know, I'll Uh, I'll just, I'll I'll say that um, there are certain uh, countries that have a more progressive framework in place as an incentive to invite investment into those countries. They have um, a very uh, favorable viewpoint towards the prospects of using cell and gene therapy to address chronic disease and life-threatening conditions. And so, you know, those frameworks are evolving as we go. So some countries, yes, they're, they're, they're going to have they're going to take a more aggressive approach than what we see with the FDA. But but, you know, I think all of the comp- countries are looking at these uh, and comparing to each other. And, and this framework is evolving um, expressly for the purpose of of really getting some of these treatments across the finish line and into the hands of the doctors and patients got it
0: uh jeff green ceo uh dr josh Hare, uh, chief scientific officer uh John, everyone guys we appreciate the time today thanks a lot
5: really appreciate thank it thank you. you all
0: right um look everyone in the chat who is long or short this stock you need to know the game that that you're playing okay uh it seems like there are some people that are long that think that be, just because they're long that means the stock is predestined to good to go higher. And the people who are short think the same thing. And that's not true. The stock can do whatever it wants, right? We don't control it. You don't control it, right? How many, what is the float on this thing? They don't control it. this. The people that we just talked to, right? Stock prices, Jeff, and, Jeff and, and Dr. Harris, they don't control it either, right? There's, there's 3.28 million shares in the float. This thing is easy to push around one way or the other. That's the game that you're playing. Just understand that, right? Uh I was like, just
2: going to say, stock price aside, uh, you know, I, I, I love talking to some of these biotech companies that are working on, on uh, you know, like revolutionary technology like this because, like I said, uh, in, my, in my question to, to Dr. Hare, you know, we, we've been hearing about stem cell research for how many years, you know, now?
0: And I don't know, since like, I was in like first grade. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's years. supposed to be like the future of
2: medicine. This is going to cure cancer. This is going to, uh, you know, allow us to live to a hundred, you know, whatever. So, and it's like, these are the actual companies, the scientists that are like behind the scenes working on this in the laboratory. Um, So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand all of it because I'm not a, a, you know, bio major or anything like that, but I find it fascinating.
0: Yeah. I, I just like, like, we don't know here, let me pull up a chart. We don't know where this stock is going to go. Okay, could it go to ten? Yeah, twelve? Sure.
2: Who cares about the stock price? They're helping. They're saving. It, they're saving babies.
0: Well, they're a long ways away from that. Uh, we're rooting for them. Obviously, we're rooting for them, but we're a long ways away from that, you know, happening. They well, know- yeah.
2: I mean, any, any. T- if, if you saw this stock up hundred percent today, and you went out and bought it because it was moving up, um, I guess you could have made another thirty percent on it. But it's not a good investment strategy is, to. Yeah. Uh, uh you know no. chase those runs up this is what happens with anyone who trades biotech companies uh can tell you this is, is what can happen you have a, a stock and they get good news from the fda they get an approval approval they they uh you know they what is it pass their padufa date they no wait wait, wait. not pass their padufa they get accepted on for the padufa or, yeah, confer, the, or, or, no, the,
0: the Padufa data is, is, is the deadline where the FDA will issue a decision, right? right? And then so, they move into the next step in the process. Then we're on phase two. Right. We so have to it, get past it, phase two. The the data has to be good. We're going to get past phase two. We have to get through phase two, phase two, past phase two, onto phase three, through phase three, past phase three, into approval. It's going to take a while.
2: Yeah, I was just saying. Like, essentially, if the Purdue is a test, they passed it. This is what yeah. happens. So the yeah. stock price shoots off. Um, but you can certainly buy some of these stocks before the pdufa date, and then they don't get approval, and the stock completely yeah. crashes. So yeah. It, it but trading biotech stocks is like going to the casino. It's like it's sure. my option for trading. Sure. You know, it's for it, it's sure.
0: Just, yeah. This is yes. That's could it go to twelve tomorrow? Sure. Could it go to four tomorrow? Three? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. It could.
5: Maddie Three ice. million
0: share of float, easy to push around, easy to manipulate. All it takes is one or two big fish to come in and say,
1: "Nope, nope, hey, uh, or yes." Hey boys, what's trivia. up? Trivia. You ready for some trivia? Trivia. Oh uh, man, we're we doing trivia now. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, and I have a surprise for you. Um, a special guest uh, here. Let me let me put myself on screen because I'm here. Can you do that,
7: uh, Eric? And what? The- Whoa! 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 What is this? Yo, what's up, everybody?
0: oh it's producer Aaron on the bottom right got the whole gang here it's producer Rohan on the bottom left
1: and uh wow this is fun this is like old times guys there we yes, go sir. there we go. We're bringing trivia back. Got to bring some of the squad back, too. If if, if, If
2: you're new on this show and you haven't played Benzinga trivia before, you are in for a treat. And don't worry, you will have an opportunity to win some free Benzinga swag. So without further ado, Rohan, can you explain how the game works for maybe some people that are new here?
1: Of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So I used to have a pretty dope video that very quickly explained the game and things. But... If you have not played Benzinga Trivia before, here's a quick explanation. So what's gonna happen? We're, a uh, quick couple seconds here, we're gonna have some questions pop up on screen, and the way you answer them is in the chat. So when a question goes on screen and it's time to answer it, there are gonna be four multiple choice answers. All you have to do is type the corresponding number to the answer you wanna select in the chat, and it's gonna go ahead and record your answer there. What's going to happen? I think we have seven questions today. Not a hugely long one, but okay. a quick little trivia segment. Okay. And the people who not only answer the fastest, but answer the most questions correctly are going to win. And so, folks, we will be having a winner here. And, of course, we'll be crowning them the king of trivia. So if, the if
0: I think the answer is number one, I put one, I type one in the chat. That is correct. I oh, okay.
1: type two in the chat. Oh, wait, Rohan, you
2: you you missed one very important part.
1: Oh, yeah. What's that?
2: Uh, to be eligible to win, you have to have already liked the video before you answer the trivia questions. Oh, it's true. very oh, yes. important That's piece true. of trivia.
1: So we're going to give ourselves a, a quick minute or 30 seconds here. I'm going to throw on some music. And, folks, this is your time to go down and make that gray thumbs-up button blue. That is the prerequisite. No, Enver, stop it. Why'd you do that? <laughs> you messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm removing it. No, we can't. Enver, no, it's gonna, I, it's I gonna to start, start it, in 20 seconds. 20, we're okay, 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 20 seconds. Go hit the like. You don't have a whole lot of time, Enver. Don't put that. Remove your screen share. I have it set up in VMix already. Um, Enver, what are you doing over there, man? What are
2: you doing, Enver? Guys, stop!
1: Stop piling on. I'm Enver. Kidding, kidding, That's my man. He was we're, extra prepared, and I didn't communicate with him that I was gonna. We do have five this. seconds. It's starting in five. What do we do, Rohan? What do we do? All right, hit the like real quick and get ready to answer some questions, folks. Okay. We have trivia. Elon Musk and Tesla. It. Let's do it. I'm excited to be back. I get the beat in. Okay,
0: who, who wants to read the first so nostalgic. question?
1: Oh, oh why did it disappear? <laughs> Rohan, what is happening, man? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I think Enver must have... Uh, okay, hold on. I think I can oh, get no. it fixed. Our table. Our trivia. It's broken. This is going swell. So, so delightfully.
7: Okay, I mean, this is, this is,
1: this
0: I, is uh, very nostalgic. One sec, one sec.
7: This is exactly how You know what?
0: Yes, this is how it used to go. This is how it used to go on Trivia. It's been a couple months since we've done this show.
1: Oh, hey, okay, I got it fixed. There we go. Okay, I don't really know know what it did, but it fixed itself. So I'm very happy about that. (laughs) Four seconds, folks. Get ready to get started on some Trivia. Elon Musk and Tesla. All right, Spencer, you start up.
0: In which country was Elon Musk born? Answer number one for South Africa, number two for Romania, three for Canada, four for America. This one is
1: easy peasy. Hey, listen, it's not easy for everyone okay so have some respect oh, yeah. so for us I, less educated i'm conscious I'm, conscious I'm seeing i, 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 yeah, I, I do want.
0: see a two in the chat i see mostly ones
1: yeah, a I fellow see, south african i see oh, a three yes. we, uh, i would hope aaron knew this one
0: we have a three in the chat we have a five That's not an option uh i see a couple twos mostly ones though one mostly is my answer we, sh-
7: we do share this in common yes
0: what Got we that blood diamond money, yeah, baby.
7: Exactly.
0: Exactly. Wait, <laughs> wait, you're born in South Africa?
7: Yes, Come on sir. Ryan
2: Spencer. We've Come been over Spencer. this. South Africa. I didn't know that. Aaron Thomas is a, yeah. man, a, a man of the world. He was born in South Africa, lived in Australia for a while.
1: India, too. India, India too. Uh, came to the U.S. I here. Yeah. Somehow ended up in Michigan after all those things.
7: Somehow ended up in <laughs> Michigan.
1: Wow. I'm actually surprised at how diverse those answers were. All right, folks. Well, if you selected South Africa, which looks like the majority... Then you would be correct. That is
7: where Elon Musk was born. Good amount of answers in trivia today.
0: Who wants to read the next one?
7: AB participants. All right. At age 12, Musk,
2: we're talking about Elon here, sold his first computer program for $500. It was a video game called What? What is Space Invaders? What is Pac Man? What is Blastar? What is Asteroids? I
1: actually have no clue.
2: Um, I'm well, gonna use. I'm gonna use. Uh, uh, I'm what's pretty it? Sure it's, uh, it's either Space deduction or or of re- reasoning say of deduct- What's it called? What? Deductive reasoning. I'm gonna use deductive yeah. reasoning here.
0: Yeah. I'm. Pre- I, I'm gonna guess three.
2: Yeah, that's my deductive reasoning. Because like I doubt
0: Says the
1: answer is C. There we go.
2: Oh yeah, good good point. Uh, I uh, mean, yeah.
0: he definitely like he
1: definitely did classic tactics. If he invented Pac-Man, yeah, i walk out. His, <laughs> I'll walk out <laughs> of this
2: office. I'll go jump in the Detroit River.
0: No, no, and thank you for clarifying that we're talking about Elon Musk, yeah, and not Kimball, not Kimball. Thank yep, you, no problem. Um, yeah, I feel like if he invented it, I used to play asteroids at, like as a kid. Um, okay,
1: what about
2: uh, did you ever have like a Nokia phone that you had Snake on? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I
1: think we was, have uh, Aaron Thomas in the lead because he guessed Blast Blastar, right? Let's go, let's go. All right,
7: all right, so that means I get to take the next question. So in yes. 2016, Musk, Elon Musk, founded another company dedicated mm-hmm. to providing. Tunnels for transportation. What is this company called? The tunnel company, the mole company, the drilling company, or the boring company? Whatever happened with this, by the way.
1: I think it's still around. They're still around. Uh, I think it's the tunnel company. Um, it makes about, sense because right, it's right. tunnels. I think you're. Yeah. I think you're wrong. So the boring. The boring thinking co- about is, company was. His they make tunnels. Thrower. They make tunnels. So call it the tunnel company. You That's know, my reason. The boring right
0: company that. was is the flamethrower, but it's also the tunnel. Isn't no, it? it? It's it, the no, boring it company. It, yeah,
1: it's the boring
2: company. Yep. Speaking of Musk, did you guys see on uh, Twitter someone like rehashed, uh, I guess back in 2018, Elon Musk said he would fund any uh, person who didn't have clean drinking water in Flint. And someone just asked him like, oh, how's this going, by the way? And it, it, it's like been big on Twitter today. Essentially. Uh, and he forgot. I guess so. He forgot <laughs> about his promise. To- Thanks. Go As on. Jason
7: said, he should have wrote it down.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
7: He needed to write it down somewhere. He obviously did.
2: All right, we had a couple uh, he ones. Over, he overpromised and underdelivered.
1: <laughs> couple ones, couple threes. Rohan, take us away here. All right, folks. What is the legal name of Elon Musk's child with Grimes? This is hard. Um, is it X A U A X I I Musk? Is it X A zero A X I I Musk? This is confusing. X A I. A XII Musk. I think it's.
7: Isn't there my- a ph- isn't there an official phonetic pronunciation for this? I, f- I, I think, think it's Xavier. X. I
0: think feel feel like, it's X. I think like it's four. The chat is saying four too.
1: I feel like the chat is probably on the yeah, something. I, I'm with four on this one because I remember there being an A E in the name. Yeah, I, I, the E looks familiar to me. Yeah,
0: I know. The wait, A-E, wait, so chat, said before,
1: I think. chat. What is
0: the pronunciation of this? Is it Xavier? TJ,
7: it's Kanye. Yes, it's Kanye.
0: It could be
2: Zay. Would make sense? X A E. I think it's just X. Is it X gonna give it to you? X gonna give it to you. R I P. Is that
0: what is their pronunciation? R.I.P.
2: Someone in the chat oh, will sorry. tell us the pronunciation. Oh, it's Elon. Elon Jr.
7: <laughs> Shelly got it. Shelly wow. got it there. Nice.
0: Chat was all over that one. Nice Ooh. job. Ooh. <laughs> <It's> actually, DMX.
7: <laughs>
0: all righty. Uh, I'll read this one. When did the U.S. the U.S. SEC sue Elon Musk over his claim he was taking Tesla private? <coughs> 2021, 2018, 2015,
2: 2012. Oh, this is tough because is, is it when it happened or when they, when they sued su- them?
1: When they sued them. When did the SEC sue Elon Musk? I actually have no clue, but uh, 2018, 2018. I'm following
0: the chat here. I'm a man of. Uh, I'm gonna guess number one.
7: I put my guess in before I looked at
0: the chat. It happened. Uh, I'm gonna put 2018 in. Did it uh, really
2: happen? Did that really happen three years ago?
0: Yeah, but the SEC takes a long time to do things, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it's one. I think I think I'm right.
1: So I usually go with like the take the the largest number and bring it down by one. So that's why I picked two. Um, but the, the chat's all saying 2018. I think I it's 2021.
2: Chat or Spencer, who are you siding with?
1: Take it or leave like it. Take it or leave it. Oh okay, yeah, we got some more take it. Or-
2: Take it or we got to do more. Take it or leave it. After this, oh, oh,
0: Spencer. No, 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 no. Nah, I still think I'm right. All right, well, you can you <laughs> can SCC do your own does research.
7: Take forever to do things. You are right on that.
1: <laughs> All right, Brie, you got this.
7: All
2: right. At age 17, Musk Elon left his homeland and moved to Canada. This saved him from what? National service, jury service, imprisonment. Or community <laughs> he service. He
1: definitely wouldn't
0: do this for community service. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know.
1: I mean, national service would make sense. That's why uh, yeah. a lot of people leave their countries before age eighteen. Yeah, I, I would guess the national
2: army. service. That's essentially saying that he would the have
0: army. to serve. It's yeah. that In, draft. Yeah, it's the army. I I would guess one, but like
7: are it'd you, be it'd be
1: funnier if it was four.
7: Are you guys registered for the draft, Aaron and Rohan?
1: Probably, dude. I
7: think wait, I, I think I. Uh, I think you have to be. Wait. <laughs> Do I have to be? I wasn't born here. I, I am know, a citizen then. though. I became a citizen back in 2011. Sure. So maybe? Yeah.
1: I think they I made know. us do that in like Boy Scouts or something.
7: The chat the chat can <laughs> let us know. Let me know if I'm, if I'm uh registered for the draft. I,
0: I'm I'm registered for our fancy our fantasy
7: baseball draft. There you there go. You there go. you go. I is
0: think that count? counts. Okay, There's, it was the army, yes.
7: National Good service. job. I, Great success. I is. think I got I got that one wrong, I think.
0: Was it was that the one last question?
7: question? No, no, one yeah. One more. Last one. Last one. Oh,
1: I'll
7: take, Ooh. It, I'll take it. Ooh. What, Ooh. what was the Tesla IPO price? Is oh. One, nine dollars, two, sixty-nine dollars, three, fifty-six dollars or four, seventeen dollars. I know is, what
1: answer I want it to be. This is the hardest one yet. Yes. I'm seeing a we lot all, of fours. We
7: all know what answer. I know the
2: stock was at like around $9 for a while, but maybe it, it opened higher and came down
0: to that level. I'm gonna guess $56. No. No. Guess I'm guessing 17. 17 with. Remember, remember this oh, is Tesla did a socks uh, a 5 for 1 split last
2: year. Well, right. Oh, shoot. Are we talking is it Oh my
0: god. No, we're talking the IP the Wait, day. So that's number
7: 2.
0: The day of right. the IPO. Times 5? No, no, no. What what no, not in post-split number. I don't know. I didn't I didn't make the question. I'm assuming it's referring to not post-split dollars. Like what I what was it at the time? Let's 7:00. go.
4: Let's go. Woo! All
0: right. Let's get him, son. I didn't know that one. That was hard. Can we, get
9: the drum, can we get the drum roll
2: going
0: for the winner? There we go.
5: Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait a minute.
0: No, 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 no. We have other winners. Pause. Oh. <laughs> Pause. That don't count. <laughs> we have other winners.
1: Mo
7: trades it. Get him out of here. <laughs>
1: Planted Cyclist, WM. How are we going to do this? We got we have four no, winners no, no, no. here. Okay, they're not all winners. It's in order of who does it the fastest. So technically, Mo trades it. You are the winner. Oh. So Mo trades it. Please email shows at Benzinger.com to I claim the like glory the of Christian being Gallagher, the winner. Wolfs. But uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. shout out everyone else who did quite well. Um, I think Enver must have not been playing today. Otherwise, he probably would have won that too. Uh, but, you know.
0: Wait, Mo's, Mo's from Detroit. Mo, you can also swing by the office if you're not gonna like
1: kill us or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he would do that if we're gonna Mo, get Oh, if you're vaxxed, come through. <laughs> if we're
2: gonna we gonna get free stuff. <laughs> if you're waxed, vaxxed.
0: Right.
1: Who do, who did
3: you? Sorry,
0: did that say was that? me. That was me. Sorry. Um uh Rohan and uh AT, thanks for uh think that was fun, guys. We, we 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 gotta do this every week. Great success. Oh, absolutely. This was Maybe next very time very y'all fun. can
2: try and catch me, but uh, for right now, I will continue to wear this crown as the top trivia dog of Benzinga. Dude,
1: I wasn't even putting my answers in the chat. Me neither! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even play. I, I played, but...
0: You gotta play to win. That's true. You Gotta play to you win. wear your fake crown. It's you know, okay. the
1: funny thing is, I, I like including trivia on this show because I think by far we have the most players of trivia that we've ever had. So, that's cool to see. Oh, absolutely. say that.
7: No, this is a... Uh... This is huge. This is momentous for trivia. Thank you all for playing for us. <laughs> this is a momentous <laughs> moment. <for trivia. laughs> it is. All right.
1: Cool. All right, cool. I think it's uh, I think It's about that time. Yeah. Here. Mo,
0: Mo, we'll put it on the screen. Ready?
1: Uh, I just threw it in the chat.
0: Shows at Benzinga.com. There it is. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to do that every single Thursday. I think every Thursday at one o'clock trivia. And we're going to give away some free stuff. Every single time to one person. Congrats to Mo. Mo That's trades nice. it. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. Uh, hey, b- uh, before we bring on our, our last guest of the day, how are we doing on like stonks? Are, are, are we are we are we cool? AB, how's the market doing today? Um,
2: let's do a quick little market check. Uh, Tesla flat.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's pull let's pull up some charts. Spy up. Alright, here's here's spy. Spy in the green the smidgen. Q Q Q. Q more than spy. Q's all time high. Dow down again. Who cares? Who cares about the Dow? Serious Your question. Grandpa. Serious question. In the chat. Put a one if you care about the Dow and a two if you do not care at all about the Dow. Cause I honestly think that no one under the age of like forty five or fifty cares about the Dow.
2: Well, I think like Apple and Microsoft are in the Dow, so
0: it's 30 companies. Who cares?
2: I don't know. Either way, Spencer, I'm watching QQQ like a hawk right now
0: because I don't I, even know that. Oh, the DIA, right? That's the ETF. DIA, DIA yep. I'm even. See, I didn't even know that. Dow Industrial Average. Who cares?
2: Not me well I think it's important to compare and contrast Dow to QQQ because you can see where strength is 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 it in is it in value is it in growth um, and the reason I'm watching QQQ like a hawk is because a lot of people have been uh you know shorting QQQ buying sqq saying you know oh with with inflation we're gonna see growth stocks get hit uh yada yada but right now I'm yeah, yeah. just seeing strength and I I mean I might look at some QQq calls like mid 2022 calls. Maybe, well, that's so
0: far out for you. I know, right? Mid twenty two,
2: yeah, like some six, ju- seven months, some like June, Because I, I, I'm just feeling bullish. Like I think the, I think our economy. Uh, everyone's talking about all these like bad things for the economy, but it's like at the end of the day, QQQ is making new highs every day. We have strength. Uh, the dollars, yeah, let's just- the dollar strong compared to other currencies. Um, supply chain issues are getting resolved. Holiday season coming up. I'm full bull. Room.
0: sucks to suck if you own the Dow because you're lagging the rest Sucks of the to
2: suck if you're a short aka Michael birdie aka uh, I don't know Jim Chanos
0: <laughs> who, el- who else are big shorts Um, those are two of the bigger ones so uh, David Idahorn does some does some shorting uh, Chanos is probably the biggest out there Chanos uh, is just a hater he's a hater
2: he's a hater and Michael birdie is he's like, he's like wait, wait 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 birdie 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 b-u-r-i oh, oh, michael checking. birdie he's like a he's like a little kid like he's like screaming on the playground and then he's you know he just deleted his twitter after he after he canceled his short trades on, on tesla and arc he's like i'm you know he, he doesn't even want to take the criticism doesn't want to take the flag. he's fine being on twitter and being a, a public person when he's making money um but as soon as he's not he's out of there so
0: I don't know. All right. Uh, we can talk about this with our, our next guest. I think we should bring him on here. Jerry from the Eat Podcast. I've been trying to eat all day, and I haven't gotten around to it yet, but let's bring Jerry on the show, A.V. Let's do it. I got it. Jerry, hey. welcome, welcome to
9: Benzinga Live. Thank you for
2: taking time out of your Thursday to join us. How are you doing today?
9: Hey, guys. How's it going? Just to uh, correct you real quick, it's the E.A.T. Podcast, and it stands oh. for en- Encompassing All Topics. It's a conversation it's not, starter. It's not about it's eating not food either. or about sushi or anything like that. We're not, uh, we're not, you know, eating it up. No. <laughs> all
2: right. So encompassing all topics, Jerry, we'll, we'll we'll turn it to you. What topic you want to start with today? Encompassing all topics. Any topic. topic.
9: Any topic. Well, last any night, topic. Last, last night on our show, we had on a lawyer who uh, specializes in fraud. I mean, that was huge. In okay, past, Spencer. Uh,
2: Spencer knows about fraud.
9: In the past, uh, you know, day or so, we've had over 500 views. <laughs> so that's wow. that, that's big for us. We had a lawyer come Wait, on and talk about. Wait, what? What kind of
0: fraud? What kind of fraud are we talking about here?
9: So dilution, market manipulation, counterfeit shares—stuff of that nature.
0: Counterfeit shares? Yeah, that's still a thing.
9: Yeah, and it's not the—you know—you're not, the, uh, you know, not printing the the currency in your—you know—your living room. It's not—it's not that.
0: <laughs> I thought that went out in like the 1920s. No, uh, it's still
9: a thing. Uh, we had on a, a guy named Gus from the Bazil Law Firm, and they specialize in this stuff. And he was very knowledgeable okay. last night.
0: Can I ask you where where in uh, are you in New York?
9: I live in Westchester. I grew up on Long Island. Yes, so that's okay. the accent.
0: Yeah, where in Long Island? Just out of <laughs> uh, curiosity,
9: Lake Ronkonkoma. I went to Sachem High School.
0: Okay. Uh, I, you know the area? I, I, yeah, I'm from the area. My 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 dad's from uh, the area. I've got family in both counties so okay. uh shut out to oh, maddie ice is asking a good question about the packers spencer we didn't
2: talk about that the packers issued some more shares we should have bought some um you <laughs> still did. i think you
0: still can i think are you still sure
2: because they, they issued them yesterday i'd be no 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 no, 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 no no
0: no the sale the, the sale started yesterday okay the sale is ending in like january we should buy some shares of the packers maybe what? hostile takeover <laughs> Yeah, that's trade not,
2: trade Aaron Rodgers to the Lions. Take over the Packers.
0: That, that's what we should be doing.
2: here. That's a good use of our time. All right. So, what was your biggest takeaway, Jerry, from from the uh, fraud lawyer you had on?
9: So they do a lot of stuff, and the biggest takeaway was counterfeit shares. I can't believe how the you know the games that these guys play with uh, with the way they run it. They they get three hundred thousand dollars of an investment. Now, all of a sudden, they dilute the company, and you make in millions. And the way he explained it last night on the show, it's eye-opening. It's a fe- and it happens. It happens every day. The way he puts it, and that's a thing that they specialize in and see in,
0: in in like what kinds of companies though, like not companies that you or I have well, heard of. No,
9: it's not. So it, not to trash OTC, but it happens a lot in OTC. He was telling us it's not uh, happening on the it's not happening on the big boards. It's not happening with your Apple. It's not uh, happening with uh, you know anything the yeah. Nasdaq like that. Obviously, but yeah. OTC is the wild wild west, as they put it. And he explained a lot last night with that.
0: Yeah, the the OTC market is a pretty interesting place because the underlying philosophy uh that is that market is any company should be allowed to have their shares traded if they want to. Right. Yes. And the own the onus is on you and me, the onus is on the investor to know what they're buying, right? Um, and it's a very interesting flaw. It's a it's a different approach that the exchanges have. Um there's 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 far fewer rules and regulations. Um, and that can be good and it can be bad depending on
9: the So that new rule change that happened at the end of September where if yeah. you weren't pink and fully reporting, you went to the gray market of the expert market. Now people are stuck if you're, an, if you're an OTC retail trader right now and your company's not fully reporting, you're not pink current, you're holding a yeah. bear and you know yeah. the volume is gone, the volume hasn't been there for two months now and you let's say you were at five cents, 10 cents or one cents. You're nowhere near that now. Now you're crushed. You're holding a bag until the company fully reports and OTC gets their act together.
0: Well, nothing is stopping you from selling. I guess in theory, like you, you, you as I understand it, you can't get a quote, but you yeah. can still sell, right? Or is, is you, that you, not right?
9: Not, like, so I use ETrade. You you can't buy right now certain certain tickers. It's it's just. Not, but you
0: can sell if you're in it. I think. Yeah.
9: No, you, you're either going to take the loss and then reinvest that in something else to try and recoup your money. Yeah. Or if you believe in the company or you don't want to take the loss, however big it is, then yeah, you're just sitting yeah. there, uh, you know, holding it, which is unfortunate for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the idea was from OTC said was like, they don't want retail trading these stocks, right? The SEC, right? They don't want retail in these. They want like people like professionals trading. We covered these, but that they...
9: last night. No, red- yeah. Reddit, Wall Street bets, discord groups, all this stuff where people are just pouring into any, any stock and you're seeing it with, Big boards yeah. and
0: OTCs. It, it's it's crazy. Um, wait, Mo was saying in the chat that from September 20th onward, TDE trade fidelity only allow pink current. Um, which yeah, is yeah. It, I didn't I didn't know that yep. in the date, but yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So know what you're buying, guys. Know what you're owning. Know like you know if your stock doesn't trade on an exchange, understand what that means for you. Um, there are a lot of legitimate companies on OTC, and there are a lot of not legitimate companies on OTC. So Jerry, how long have you
2: been interested in the markets/slash investing?
9: So my story is, um, I opened up an E-Trade account 18 months ago, like a lot of us. Put a thousand bucks in it, and in 18 months, I ran it up to over pattern day trading, and I got some money in there now over 25k and some money on the side. I'm not, you know, the quote unquote day trader where I'm flipping everything every day. Some stuff sits there. Like I have Apple, it sits there. I have an OTC that's a pink current shell, TGGI. That's just sitting there at roughly a penny or so. And okay. we're, wait, we're waiting for the CEO to put something in reverse merger. And once that happens, you know we'll see what happens. But that's a long-term hold for me. I have Apple. Two of my biggest ones that are killing me right now is Paysafe and DraftKings. I, mm. I don't understand what's going on with Paysafe. Paysafe uh, we
2: get asked about every day.
9: Every and, damn you know, day. I, they, they compared Paysafe to the next Square and the next PayPal. When Sounds Bill great. Foley, yeah, when Bill Foley, you know, spun it in, and it, you know, it became what it became. At nineteen dollars, I was I was great. At thirteen dollars, I got a little worried. Now at four or under four, I'm a little concerned that I'm holding a bag. I'm not happy about it.
0: Now you're concerned. You weren't concerned a little listen, bit. higher?
9: Listen, th- the way they put this to me was, and you could research <laughs> this, you could see it. This is Square five years ago. Square was two hundred and something dollars when that when that happened, when that announcement yeah. came out, and yep. PaySafe was what nineteen seventeen. I'll hold. A couple of hundred shares of Paysafe to get to two hundred and change five years from now. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere with it. So sure,
2: Paysafe's now, IR worked their magic on you, essentially. <laughs> no,
0: I don't think it was the IR firm. I think it was like other traders. I think it was just the market. Uh, when, it, it was the hype. It was the hype machine. It was the when hype you
9: machine. compared Paysafe to the other big boys, Square and all them, their yeah. revenues as a private company were right on par. It was just underneath what what the Square and PayPal are doing. So yeah. now they're going to go public. They're going to get more known. That people are going to. Do what they do with them. They're very involved with Twitch, Amazon, uh, online sports betting. When they're involved with DraftKings, when you some states like New York doesn't do it yet, it's going to happen soon. When you place a bet online, most likely if it's through DraftKings or certain other uh, companies, Paysafe is processing that payment and they're getting a uh, a portion of that. So that that was the thing. Gambling is going to be huge eventually. It's going to be everywhere. That's I, part I, of my I, theory of why I have it.
0: I saw that Caesars announcement today. Caesars got the sports book in MSG. You get you saw that. I didn't see that, no. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, it's a total land grab. Yeah, I, I'm with you on on the betting thing. I mean, the market clearly got it ahead of itself. Um, yeah. like, But that's why it helps having longer-term time horizons for some things. I, I've never really heard – I've yet to hear a convincing argument um, for any one sports betting company over another. The only thing that I've, that I've really gotten behind is the fact that Penn – doesn't have the same marketing costs and spend because they have the barstool machine behind them. When you don't... have Portnoy behind it, right? Exactly. You, you don't that's need the to only. Have it. That's the only convincing argument I've heard. I think for any of them, as to to pick one or the other, uh, why why DraftKings for you?
9: They're involved, and I, I, they're involved. with Paysafe, and you know, Paysafe something I've been long on oh. for a while. So I figured okay. I would tie the two together. I, I have nothing against Portnoy. I have nothing against you yeah. know FanDuel or any of the uh, Caesars or MGM or anybody else. Just yeah. with with Paysafe being the way I. I looked into it. DraftKings to tie into it was the way to go
0: for me. Got it. Got it. Um, what, when you, you know, buy a, a, a Paysafe or a DraftKings, um, a, in this case, I am you know, I'm not sure where you are on your DraftKings, but you're, you're underwater and Paysafe, everybody is. Um, do you have like uh, a, an uncle point? Do you have a price at which you'll sell? Or do you just say, nah, is it a small part of your portfolio? You say, I'm ride or die with this thing. It's not
9: a big part of my portfolio, so I'm okay if I'm down fifty percent, sixty percent, thirty percent. It's it's not it's not a majority of it. I mean, I'm not happy cool. that I'm down with it, but I'm long with it. So if I right. add to it, I'm eventually going to get where I want to get. I'm I'm not worried about it.
0: And you're not adding down here, right?
9: Not right now. No, I mean I have money yeah. on the side to do it if I wanted to, but I'm I'm looking at some other stuff. I'm uh, cool. no, I'm, I'm crazy. Apple. I, they just announced today they're ready for their car to come out in 2025. That's my biggest. Wait, problem. what? Wait what? <laughs> Wait, what? You guys <laughs> no, didn't see didn't. that? Yes, they no. did. <laughs> yep. They fully Stop autonomous, it. fully autonomous car So that's why the stock is up three percent. Wait a minute. Yep. Did
0: they really? Yes. Project Project Titan?
9: Yep. They didn't well they didn't announce that. They said fully autonomous car 2025 was the headline I just saw before I uh came out with you guys.
2: Oh, that's bullish for NVIDIA too.
9: Oh,
0: we have so yeah, many damn
2: news, Apple.
9: There's that news so dropped probably so half an hour ago? 45 minutes ago? That news dropped?
2: Jerry, this is why we need you. We need you to keep us updated on these things.
0: Oh, oh, I, I see what he's saying. Okay, so uh, Apple, oh, okay, right. I, I got it. Uh, and when Bush commented on it, they said it's a matter of if it's a matter of when, not if the Apple car actually um, goes live here um okay so, so this is an interesting uh pie graph that shows the market
2: share of different sports books in the U.S. right now uh you can see FanDuel right now is, yep. is the dominant player with 30 around 37 percent of the market DraftKings about a quarter uh BetMGM 16 percent Caesar 6 percent Barstool right now is at 4.2 percent Um uh, Portnoy actually tweeted this graphic out and said when this uh when this data was collected, that Barstool Sportsbook was only in about four states. Um, so, given the limited amount of states that Barstool Sportsbook was in, he was saying that number is actually impressive. He's trying to put his spin on it. Um, but either way, it looks like Barstool definitely has a way to go to catch up to DraftKings, FanDuel, etc. So, uh, you can argue that's a bullish sign that hey, as they grow, you you can be you know involved in the stock. Um, but, but right now I think that a lot of people assume because of how big barstool is that their sports book is bigger right now than it truly is.
9: And they're matched up with Penn national, which isn't a slouch either. You know, they're a company that, that has places and has, uh, has gambling. They're not, they're not, they're not new at the game. They know what they're doing. They yeah. came up with, with Portnoy and his marketing machine and the stoolies and everybody else. It's going to yeah. go 4% seems light. They just came out with, uh, they were, just came out in Illinois not too long ago. They came out in Arizona not too long ago. That number is going to go up. They're going to they're going to take market share. That's only a matter of time. You're right.
0: Uh, I just pulled up this picture here. This is what the this is like a concept of the Apple Car. It looks like a Cybertruck. I don't even know if I like that. It's interesting. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I like that. It it looks kind of boxy, to me. I don't know. Well,
9: the, the concept will always change. I mean that they'll true that's the idea. true true. Then they'll start molding it a different way in something. A no mirrors. More boxy or round or.
0: <gasps> Dude, no view <rear-view> mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> Come
9: on,
2: man. I need some mirrors. How else am I supposed to switch lanes? Parallel park. Parallel park. park. Yeah.
0: we're going to do it for know. you
9: guys. You we don't have to know do you that. Know,
0: yeah, we both know you don't, have, you don't know how to do that.
9: I I'm, I can parallel
0: park. You can parallel park.
9: I'm from New York. We parallel park and i sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure you do. So yeah. wait, Jerry, is, is it correct? You were a, a law enforcement officer? So uh, that's my day job. I, you know, On the podcast, I don't talk what I do. I don't wait a minute. Work. Wait
0: a minute. It's daytime right now, Jerry. What are you doing over here? I work overnight. <laughs> no, so your day job is your okay. night job. <laughs> all right, that's fair. So,
9: so I don't I don't talk about what I do for for my job now. Um, the story is I am involved in law enforcement. I'm, I work with one of the biggest law enforcement agencies in the world. I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't I don't talk about it. I don't talk about politics on the show either. Uh, I think that you're going to alienate half an audience the minute you start talking about a president or so, a president or you know, what en- I do.
2: encompassing encompassing all topics besides <laughs> politics. <laughs>
9: Yes. I mean, listen, we'll talk. Russ is my co-host. Russ and I have been friends since, you know, we've, we've been kids. 15 years old. And I'm now 40. So I've known Russ 25 years. We'll talk about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson until we're blue in the face. We'll talk about the Rangers, the NFL, you know, yeah. MLB. We'll talk about that. And then we'll tie in stocks where I've interviewed a couple of CEOs. Got, we, and we're getting into, we've gotten into gambling. I interviewed Phil Hellmuth. That was, the, that's the highlight of my show. I, Who? I Phil, uh, Phil Hellmuth, greatest poker player of all time. Yeah. Okay. World's raise poker. Yeah, I had him on for an hour, and that's that was great. I mean, so we, we do all this stuff. We talk about everything except politics. Everything about you know what I do. I don't. I don't talk about hey, my. my job.
0: Uh, Michael Jordan said it. Republicans buy sneakers too. Ab,
7: <laughs> right? <laughs> what <laughs>
0: Republicans buy sneakers too? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Um, uh, so so Jerry, so far out of the topics, you you know you've gotten into the gambling markets, whatever. What what's been your favorite to discuss on the on the podcast so far?
9: So, the biggest following comes with stocks, but I love sports. Sports will always be my thing. i played I played hockey when I was a kid. I, I'm a big ranger fan. I was a Met fan as a kid. I uh, you know Jets and Giants really didn't matter to me. That was that was my thing. But as I've evolved now with getting involved with eTrade a year and a half ago and making my account what it is, stocks certainly has brought the audience and it's certainly gotten my attention nice. so what,
2: how do you see New York sports right now? I mean, it's been like a decade since the last championship in New York. It's <laughs> well, like, uh, I either the Yankees or the, the uh, football Giants.
0: Yeah. So, w- w- so, what are you saying? I'm <laughs> saying it's
9: been, a, it's been a long time since there's been a 10-year span
2: where yeah, not we a know. single yeah, we know. New York team has won a championship. Yeah, we know. We yeah. know.
9: Listen, I'm a Ranger fan. Uh, the Rangers are my team. When the Knicks are good, the Knicks, they put some juice in the city. The Yankees always spend more money than the Mets. They're always going to be better. The Jets and Giants, sure, the Giants have a couple of Super Bowls. They beat that guy named Brady a couple of times. The Jets are just a mess. I mean, the the, the Jets. Pff, it's who's starting this week? Who's fumbling this week? Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe I Flacco. mean, exactly. And and the Jets are just a mess. I don't. Uh, wait, wait, wait.
0: I, I, I want to ask you what is your opinion so far of the job that Stephen Cohen is doing as owner of the Mets? So former he's got Wall the, Street guy.
9: He's got the biggest pockets in in, in the uh, in the league. He signed yep. Lindor to a huge contract. Other than that, what else has he really done? Syndergaard just walked out the door for the Mets. He went to, you know, Artie Moreno and the Angels. And we're going to see what he's going to do next. Is he going to bring Baez with another long-term deal and team them up as the the go-to guys with Pete Alonso? We'll see. He's got Jacob deGrom who can't stay healthy right now. He's got an elbow issue. The story with that is he went and took a – he went and got an MRI. (laughs) The MRI machine, apparently, the way he was positioned, messed up his elbow even further. I mean, this is what happens to the Mets. It's a joke.
0: (laughs) Honestly, speaking as a Yankee fan, it's – it's pretty hilarious because the Mets, the Mets are like an amazing counter to the Yankees because they're just so they 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 cannot stay out of their own way. It's 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 hilarious, honestly. And I don't I don't hate the Mets. I have no ill will towards the Mets. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are. I I I I feel sorry. I feel bad, Gen- for Mets fans. They they suffered through a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. And I same old I, Mets. Will
9: yeah. The Will are gone, but it's the same old Mets. Now I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Steve Cohen now to blow it out, and I want to see a payroll comparable to the Dodgers for the next couple of years. I want to see them compete with the Yankees and be the, the Yankees part two. I don't want them to be little, the little brother or little sister of the Yankees anymore. When that and happens, what, I'll be happy as a Met yeah. fan, and other Met fans will be happy as well.
0: That's what people thought it was going to be when uh, Mr., Mr. Cohen went in and, and, and dropped a gajillion dollars on on the Mets, uh, so it's only been it's only been what a year it's since that happened. Year. It's been a year. Yeah, Lindor so. is the
9: biggest signing so
2: far.
0: So, so we'll
9: see. Uh, all right, all right. You know, not, to, still... not to knock the guy, but I got to say something. You bought the Mets and you didn't buy the network. I mean, that's that's an issue to me.
0: Who owns the network?
9: Sny is still owned by the Wilpons and everybody else that was tied into the tied into the
2: network. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He,
2: I saw a headline over the off season uh, a month or two ago saying that Steve Cohen wanted to bring more like live entertainment to Mets games, like comedians and all that. Like he wants to make, it, it seemed weird. I don't know. Whatever so, his plans. What? Are. Listen, uh, I,
9: actually, I've Christian, seen concerts there. They, they, they put on, a no, no, show. I think he meant,
0: I think he meant like during the game. No, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll
2: find the headline. I'll, I'll see what it was.
0: Christian Bobby Bonilla day already passed. It's, it. It. it's uh, June 1st or July 1st. July 1st. July, July 1st.
2: It's
9: like another 15 years or so. It gets a million. Seven. Yeah.
0: yeah. Great, Great contract. Greatest trade, greatest trade of all time for Bobby Bonilla. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay, wait, what, what other stocks are, like, m- maybe not that you own, but are, are of interest to you? What other, not, not even stocks, like areas in the market, sectors, industries are of interest to you right now?
9: So the COVID reopening play is, is huge, whether it's, okay. whether it's hotels, whether it's travel, anything in the hospitality industry. As more and more states opened up, as more and more travel, now you have overseas travel coming back into the states. That's where I would be looking right now. Uh, hotel occupancy in New York City and other big cities is something I've been looking at, and if the occupancy rate is up, obviously those hotel chains are going to be putting out some good numbers down the down the line.
0: Um, I'm curious if you know, uh, if you've heard, or if you if you care, maybe you don't know, about a Hotel Pennsylvania. Do you know what that is?
9: Right across from the Garden.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, quick story time. Uh, they're demolishing Hotel Pennsylvania um uh, that was the news from a couple of days ago i think and a few years ago benzinga you know back when well no now conferences are back now but before covid we were doing in person conferences right and we had our annual fintech awards we have them in new york city every single year we just had them a couple of weeks ago this is i think in 2018 2017 we had the annual fintech awards and it was the same like week as some major like the biggest crypto conference like in the world ever. And there was like a gajillion people like in, <laughs> in the city that week. And there was no hotel room. So Benzinga being the company that we are waited to the last minute to book everyone's hotels for the conference that was traveling and myself and about a half dozen others ended up at the hotel Pennsylvania. And you, if, if you have not stayed there uh, you, you never get the chance to now um, it was the like roachiest motel oh. in the world, man. And pe- I thought people were gonna quit, honestly, be- because it was so bad. Uh, just like rats and bed bugs and like people, like just like people have definitely been murdered in that hotel. Um, it was ho- <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, and it was like it was like emblematic of our company at the time. It was like, yep. Will you wait until the last minute? There's no hotel rooms in the whole city? And this is what we're going to do. Well, the and Marriott was...
9: Marquis is where it's at. You guys had the Benzinga Capital Cannabis Conference. Yes. There. I, yeah, I you there were there. That. Yes, You we were there.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. A lot's changed in the three years since I haven't. But uh, <laughs> thank thank God. Uh, we won't have to suffer through that anymore. But um, Easy America says that's where all the deadheads stay. Well, not anymore. But <laughs> not uh anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, you were at the... Uh, the fintech awards, right? Or, no, or, I went to yeah.
9: the cannabis conference. The cannabis, cannabis, for two, right? For two days.
0: Are, are are you into cannabis?
9: No, not well, not with my career as it is now. Uh, talk to me in thirty-seven months, and that might be
0: a different <laughs> answer. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, no, I meant like I meant like as a, like, are you interested as like an investor?
9: Uh, I don't own any any cannabis okay. stock uh, companies. I don't own any any stock in cannabis companies. yet. No. Got
0: it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um yeah reopening is interesting right because i i found myself and i've said this before every month or so somebody will ask me or i'll ask myself oh what about the airlines here and a lot of hotels have come all have come all the way back and the airlines haven't um it's not it's not historically has not been a great investment i mean it's airlines they they've all gone bankrupt i think except for spirit um because it's new maybe JetBlue, but um I don't know. Well, what do you What do you think of the airlines here?
9: So the airlines, it, tying into that international conversation again, you look at yeah. who's flying international. JetBlue just started flying over the Atlantic not too long ago, so yeah. now they're going to get some increased revenue from that. If you're looking at a JetBlue play, if you're looking at you know American, Delta, United, they're going overseas, and now all those travelers are coming back over here. That's something to look into. If you're looking into something like Southwest or Spirit, they're not going that route. They're going around the country here, maybe Canada or down to the Caribbean. They're not. Uh, they're not in that international play. If that's what you're looking for.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess I was speaking more broadly, right? I know the international catalyst. I mean, I guess it's over now, right? Because the news, the border already opened up. Um, I don't know. I guess like I go back and forth about like, cause you, it's the same logic that people had last, last March it was like, all right, are there, are the air travel going away? Well, no, probably not. But does that mean you should buy the airline stocks? Well, also no. Right. It's like doesn't necessarily mean that. So. you got to
9: look at the debt associated with all of it. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the debt, the loans they got. Are they are they paying that back? How are they paying it back? Is, is it going to be forgiven? If it's going to be forgiven, then cross that off the line immediately. You don't even worry about it.
0: OK, on the reopening front, I'm long and strong Airbnb. Do you have thoughts there?
9: Airbnb, I think it, well, if you're opposed to going to hotels and the exchange of people coming in and out and you want something more subtle, more quiet, more homely, Airbnb is the way to go. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you like do you like it as a product or service or as a? I've as used a, as, as I've used snarker.
9: VRBO. I haven't used Airbnb personally. You know, I've, I've gone to Napa and other places, and I've used VRBO. Wait, what VRBO? Vacation rental by owner.
2: Yeah, it's like an Airbnb competitor. It's like it actually it's, been around...
0: Yeah. Wait, I thought that was I thought that was a stock. I was like, what VRBO? <laughs> no, I think
2: VRBO has <laughs> actually been around longer than than uh, Airbnb. Well, I'm oh, teaching you something a... here. <laughs>
0: I've never heard of VRBO. What company is that? It's VR- called
9: VRBO. Yeah, Vacation yeah. Rental by Owner.
0: No, oh, okay. I know what that means. I've never heard of the, the acronym VRBO before.
9: Oh, that's what they are. That's what I call it.
0: Oh, VRBO.com. Awesome. Yeah.
2: I, a- I remember I, I remember it's doing the air- that before Airbnb. Like, I think before Airbnb was even a thing, we, we rented a house through a, a VRBO for a family vacation.
0: All right. Uh, today I learned. I- <laughs> Wait, VRBO is a, is a company?
7: Yes. Yeah. Yeah
0: it's a website oh go to uh, okay i didn't a quick google uh, search i don't know these things i, I okay
2: and they really kind of uh screwed the pooch because they were like i like i said around before airbnb i think they just didn't put out an app that was seamless for users to use as quickly as airbnb did so they had the website and didn't for whatever reason take advantage of that with an app so i don't know it's kind of like the skype
0: zoom thing kevin says it's better than airbnb vrbo I,
2: I don't know uh, enough about both the companies to, to have an opinion either way I do know uh, Airbnb is frustrating for a lot of users and it is and uh, Airbnb yeah because you see a
0: listing for like 98 bucks a night and then you book it and it's like oh but it's actually 150 after fees and like, yeah oh,
9: that's like some ride sharing uh, platforms as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah kevin says I should, I should get out more he's right i need to get out more yeah definitely, definitely. you gotta
9: come to new york come to new york come um on, uh, yeah I, I, jerry I, we'll, we'll, we'll take you
0: we'll yeah. take you up on that next time we have a
2: business opportunity in new york we'll come we'll hit you up we'll we'll do uh maybe B- maybe spencer business, and I can,
0: business opportunity
9: maybe spencer and i can do a ride along with you yeah
0: sure that'll
9: be fun i guarantee that'll be fun all <laughs> right <laughs> you'll see things uh, you've never seen before.
0: I don't know if I want to see things I've never seen before. I, I like my sheltered life.
2: Yeah, Spencer likes to stay in his little bubble. Jerry, sure. thank you for coming on the show today. We look forward to getting you on back again soon. Uh, hit us up anytime you got something you want to talk about. Or, hey, if you want Spencer to come on the the uh, the, 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 the EAT, EAT podcast, 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 get it right,
0: man. Spencer yeah. would be a great guest for you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll work that. on
9: that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. We, we, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. Thanks a lot, Jerry. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. All right. Have a good one. All
9: right.
2: Bye-bye. Oh, and,
0: and happy Thanksgiving, by you the way. Too. You too okay, we have to start wishing our guests how Do they Easter. celebrate they celebrate
2: Thanksgiving in New York?
0: Mostly, uh, only on the uh, odd number of years, okay, which we're in right now.
2: Got it. makes so, sense.
0: yeah. Uh, hey, apparently VRBO is owned by Expedia. Hey, the more you know. Expedia has been on a run by the way. Wait, can you pull up where's my charts? Uh, where's my charts? Well, let's pull up pull up um Expedia uh, versus Airbnb Well yeah, well I was gonna gonna do booking. I was gonna do booking versus Expedia. What, I'm, I don't know what booking is yes you do okay it's priceline it's oh, uh, okay. it's booking.com it's priceline and it's um um priceline negotiator uh what's the other one that they own hotelscom uh, k- uh, uh, kayak kayak kayak. Uh, kayak booking and uh and priceline that's begin I don't know their
2: charts look pretty similar to me
0: uh what's the other one uh, um Expedia Airbnb Booking. no 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 Expedia booking what's the one that stinks chat some travel uh travel uh, uh, trivago TR- trivago Ho- trivago
2: what what was that commercial the the trivago commercials they used to do
0: i don't remember the ticker shoot i'm blanking on the ticker here trvg thank you um it's here. trivago <laughs> look at that trivago chart compared to expedient booking hey Oi. Oi. hotel trivago yeah oh man anyway That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we are trying to make this show not just a show about, like, stocks. Like, that's where our bread is buttered, obviously. But, we, you know, we're trying to branch out, talk about some other things, have other random guests on that are not just all about stocks and markets and business and things like that. Stocks, stocks, stocks. Yeah, what's there to talk about with stocks? All they do is
2: go up. So not much to talk about there.
0: Wait, I, I don't. I'm afraid to read Shelly's asking if I do muk uh, is it mukbang or muk, um I don't know what that is Shelly. It sounds it, let me go. It, so- it sounds like a food. Is it a food?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's a. Uh... Okay. I I think it's just like a it's like ASMR but for eating. So you watch what? people eat. What? No, I don't do that. Oh uh, wait! Earlier, I saw a comment in the chat, but I believe it was while we had Jerry on uh, back when we were talking about Elon Musk. Uh, so earlier in the week, we we talked about Elon Musk's Twitter exchange with uh with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the chat, it was Samuel Remington, said I sold my Tesla after Elon tweeted that mean stuff to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> LOL. Uh, well, I, I okay. So here's what I thought was interesting about this whole Twitter interaction, and I don't know about you guys, but I get deep into. Uh, like replies on Twitters and, and the whole Twitter, um, the whole Twitter, you know, universe, yeah, really what's know, going on. Yeah, we got it. Um, and so after Elon Musk tweeted that, Edward Snowden tweeted, uh, like quote tweeted it and said, uh, like, essentially like, come on, Elon, like this isn't cool or whatever. And then it was really funny because I feel like a lot of Elon Musk's followers also follow, uh, Edward Snowden, so then they went after Snowden saying, oh no, Elon's right, Like he should be being mean to Bernie Sanders, all this stuff, um, and there was just all this back and forth, and there were some people I think that were like, yeah, I'm, now I'm not going to buy a Tesla. So I wonder if that's a real thing. I don't know, man. Paul Rodriguez is saying he's getting too cocky, he needs to come back to him. I don't know, I mean, it seems like however many people Elon Musk pisses off, he endears even more, so...
0: Wait, Maddie Ice wants a uh, a sports gambling segment. Maddie Ice, we have yes, we're gonna have that. Right, AB? Yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah. We- okay, should we? We have uh, cowboy. We-, we have cowboy. We should get cowboy back on the
2: show. Cowboy, by the way, if you guys haven't watched any of this the things I've done with Cowboy, he is a monster when it comes to women's college basketball.
0: I think Cowboy has a problem. Personally.
2: what's different about what Cowboys doing than what anyone else here in the chat or what I do when it comes to trading
0: options nothing is, is different not okay. we, we all have problems yeah we everyone's got problems. problems
2: Cowboys got answers Kid, Cowboy. Cowboys got answers
0: <laughs> Cowboys texting you about North Dakota women's basketball and they
2: won <laughs> he said they were underdogs they were plus 140 money line and he said they were gonna win by double digits and what did they do Spencer they don't know I don't, know. I don't know what they did I don't know what they did they won by double digits
0: Okay, there's some questions from the chat. We got a few minutes left from the show. Someone asked about Rivian. Let's pull up the Rivian chart here. I always say this about Rivian. Wait, Matt, wait, hold on, hold on.
2: What? Maddie Ice, if someone does not take the Pats minus six against the Falcons, Maddie Ice, you're the quarterback for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing this. Talking about this or betting on the game yeah. or betting against the Falcons. I mean, well, maybe that's a, a good insider tip, Spencer, that the Cowboy or the uh, quarterback himself is taking the other team maybe. Uh,
0: okay, Rivian. Here's what I would say about Rivian. Two days does not make the story over, right? Um, if recent history, if, if, if this were last year or 2019, I would have said, yep, the top is in. We're done. Right? But every time you try to call the top uh, in any sort of high-flying uh, stock like this, or any time you try to say, yep, it's over. Get out. Party's over. Go home. Um, you've been wrong. Because every single high-flying trending stock has shown itself to make more than one move, right? AMC, GameStop, they 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 rip higher, they come back down, they consolidate, they rip higher again, they come back down, and then they rip higher again, right? So, um, Rivian, the the valuation makes no sense, but there really is no difference to me between 180 and like 100, because it all makes no sense. The valuation makes no sense at 100. So why? I to me, well, it makes, there's
2: about a fifty percent difference there.
0: No, I know, but you like from a market cap perspective, it doesn't really make a difference to me because it, it's still we're still in crazy town, right? Um, so I guess my takeaway here on Rivian is if you are if you are trading in the stock, uh, based on what limited history we have here, we we've got a week of history. Um, if you're trading the stock. Uh, we are at a very interesting level right now, right? The one right like the one twenty three to one twenty five uh, here let's let's go to a daily. I don't like the interday chart. Let's let's go zoom in on here. Let's zoom in more. okay, so, yeah, um it this is so gappy. it's impossible to judge, but what what is that close from the eleventh? The close is one twenty, we'll call it one twenty three. And we're at 123.70. So we're at like an interesting area of like technical support. The other interesting numbers I would have, you, you should probably have written down if you're active in the stock are way down below, right? The opening price, the first day close on the IPO price. I don't remember what the IPO price was anymore. Um, but I think it was like 90. That's That sounds right. 90 sounds right. Um, I would... Look up, I don't know the answer, but I would look up um, the lockup expiration. It's probably, it's what, three to six months out, but sometimes they do some funky stuff. So look up the uh, the lockup expiration, have that written down somewhere. Also, uh, the analyst quiet period typically will last 30 days, okay? When that 30 days expires, you get all of the firms, the Wall Street firms that underwrote the IPO, they're allowed to come out and give commentary and well what wouldn't you know it it's almost always bullish why because they're incentivized to promote the stock and sell the stock if their firm underwrote the IPO right they, they want to see it higher so in um three weeks we're going to get a barrage of ratings from uh, the underwriters here, you know, big Wall Street firms, I don't know who they, who they were in this case, but it, it's easy to find out um, who the underwriters are. You can just you, you can Google it. Um, you can watch Matt Hammond on our show every week, or you can literally you, you just, just look at the filing. The information's all in there. But here, I'll show you. You can even probably just Google right now. it, it, it just show you real fast. That, that's what I would do if I wanted to find out quickly as I would uh, where's my freaking screen? There it is. Um, one second. I can't share my screen right now. It's being super. Why weird. is
2: Volkswagen an OTC? Is it just because it's a, a international
0: company? Wait, hold on a second. I'm trying to share my screen, but it ain't. Someone that's smarter than me, explain that to me. Okay, so can you can you see my screen? No. Like, oh hmm, my god. god. You can't. Holy cow. Can you stop sharing? I, I screwed this up. What the hell? What's going on? Take my screen off, please taken off. Jesus, all right, I screwed that up. I'm sorry. Um, it won't let me share my screen. Uh, okay. my point is, Google underwriters, right? Uh, in Rivian, it shouldn't be hard to find. Um, and they're all going to come out and they're going to give it a buy rating, overweight rating, buy rating, price target this, price target 120, price target 150, price target 180. I don't know, right? Um, making that up as far as the price targets, but they're they're going to be bullish. Is my point. Uh, that can often serve as a as a catalyst. Um, I am loathe. To say the story is over, the movie's over because that that's been wrong, that's been wrong this year. I did I was not super bullish on this IPO when it came out. That was wrong. Clearly, the the chart says says the bulls were right. Um, I understand people that bought this thing two days ago are like, what the f- F is going on. It was one. It was one seventy nine, and now we're down to one twenty two in two days. Um, That's a lesson in risk tolerance. It's a lesson in cutting your losers. If you're in this for a trade, if you're in this for investment, then why do you care? You shouldn't care if you're in this for an investment, right? Um, It's tough though. One twenty three is very important, based on just the price history, because that was your close on day two. That was your day two close, and that's where we're at right now. So. I would say I, I, I would say if you're in this thing, you have a couple you have you probably have some more positive catalysts coming down the road. Um it's probably liable to spike again. I don't know when. If I did, I would buy it right now or I'd buy it the day before. But um trying to call a top is a fool's errand. Trying to say the story's over is a fool's errand. I'm not gonna do that. So um sure. It, yeah. But that being said, keep an eye on one twenty three, please. So okay, that's my Rivian rant. All right, there you have it. Um, all right. Uh, wait, you asked about Volkswagen, yeah. It's an OTC stock. yeah. A lot of okay, so quick note on that a lot of international companies that are based overseas, uh, and trade overseas, they trade on the London Exchange, they trade in, in, in Tokyo, uh, in Shanghai, um, in Germany, right? Um, and or Sweden, right? They trade on their, their home country exchange, they will choose not to have their shares listed in the United States. Um, they can do that for a variety of reasons. Uh, they, may, they, they may not even care. Frankly, they may, they may not just care. Um, they don't want to pay the exchange listing fees. They don't want to have to deal with the compliance and the U.S. regulatory and the SEC. They, 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 may, they, they don't want to deal with that. That's their prerogative, right? Um, however... What some what what can happen sometimes, and I'm going to wrap this up quickly because it's two o'clock. Um, is a bank will say, "Screw that, we want to trade this stock here in the U.S." So what they do is they'll create it's called a depository bank, and they will basically create their own security that mimics the stock in question. So, like Volkswagen, for example, or what it mimics the stock that they want to trade. It's not technically the same thing and they'll just create this security and they'll start buying the stock and create and offer this security up to us investors um on the on the otc market so um a lot of foreign companies do that uh where they 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 have their stock trading uh in their home market and they just don't care enough to ipo in the u.s so volkswagen does that heineken does that adidas tencent nintendo these are all companies that uh, trade primarily in their home market, and they don't care enough to have an IPO in the U.S., and that's their prerogative. But because of the OTC markets, you can still trade those stocks. Uh, it's 2 o'clock, though. Um, is that an ADR or different? Um, it It's similar. An ADR is, uh, can can be uh, exchange listed. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, um, so quick note. Coming up
2: now, we have our very own Benzinga NFT show, The Roadmap. A very exciting show today. Chris Kache will be Wait, did, there. Did you see who their guest is? Yeah, the uh, Dude, is Limp they're... Biscuit drummer.
0: They're the, drummer, the drummer from Limp Biscuit. Guitar player. Oh, Wes Borland. Get it right. Which is it? Guitar player. It's a guitar player. Guitarist. From... All right. It's the. It, it's a, somebody from Limp Biscuit will be on the roadmap talking about NFTs right now.
2: Yep, and this stream will automatically set. Eduardo, I see you in the chat asking about Baba. Rewind about an hour and a half. I said I like it at 140. But he loves Uh, it at 100. But this is not investment advice, just entertainment purposes only. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the roadmap. We'll be back tomorrow live at noon Eastern on another episode of Benzingo Live. Please smash the like for my wonderful co-host, Spencer Israel. uh, our Our producers, Rohan, Aaron, Enver, everyone out there wherever in the world you are, Mo, take care. Hopefully we'll be talking soon. Yeah, email us, Mo. Email us, shows, (laughs) shows at Benzinga.com.
3: The Roadmap Live right now. Check it out. End the show. How? Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.
4: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We wanna make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices,